Talk Brunch. Served hot. Talk Brunch Live. What's going on, everybody? This is episode 566. March 16th. Happy 316 Day. Rick Darahee, a.k.a. Captain Brunch, being joined by his co-host, Dustin Soglo Frazier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> still buffering Austin years later. <laughs> he still gets I'll never let him die. I swear to God. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I went to bed with the uh, Peacock version of the network on, or whatever version of the network is we have over here. And um, I was wondering, I was like, man, there's a lot of Stone Cold stuff going on. I didn't even really think about it until I got up. Got to see. I didn't realize it until Zio said. Yeah. Well, was on the network all day. Got to see some of the all-time and great matches. So grateful that they utilized the network for that. Thank you for the subs, the, uh, the gifted subs, Zio and Willie. And Six Slayer, also, thank you for resubbing. All of you guys, man, much appreciated. I literally just sat down. I, I turned all the stuff on, and I told Destin, I got to go for a bit. <laughs> it was just it was the Destin. And then y'all just literally, like, 30 seconds later, Willie shows up. Zio shows up. Six shows up. And I was just like, well. <laughs> we are once again a full-fledged podcast, so shout out to everybody on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Podcast Addict, Player FM, and all wonderful place, all popular podcasts are found, as well as, of course, our live stream over at Twitch, because as you know, the Talk Punch podcast is recorded in front of a live chat room audience, with minor edits, of course. <laughs> Level 2 Hype Train, thank you for that in the chat room, much appreciated. Now we don't have to worry as much about ads, right? Or at least some of us won't. Right. <laughs> So how have you been, man? <laughs> it's been a pretty damn good week. I mean, it's 316 day. There was no pay-per-view to worry about, and probably the best wrestling game, and I don't know how long it's out. Yeah, we got some streams of that up that you can go look at if you guys want. We have, like, two. That shit was so fun. The two full streams of that, which was very cool. Yeah, about nine hours of uh, content altogether. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Nine freaking hours. And uh, last night in the lounge, I watched that Batista movie, uh, Knock at the Cabin. I don't know if you guys have seen it yet. How was it? It was good. I, I like it. He's a, you know, he he's, has range as an actor. As a, as a Shyamalan movie, kind of hard to review because you know how those movies go. It's like almost anything you say is either a spoiler or isn't a spoiler. Yeah, Sh- Shyamalan movies are best just like, just, just like literally the only way you can spoil it, the only way you can't spoil it is saying either it's good or it's bad. That's it. <laughs> I feel like I'll be really careful because it is a good movie, but I feel like people might go into that movie and be disappointed only based on the fact that they're going in knowing that it's an M. Night movie. So they kind of you're kind of already picking it apart moment for moment. You know, you're more alert than back in the day. You have to ask yourself if Sixth Sense came out in 2023, would it still be able to catch you? Like, let's say all of the other Shyamalan movies came out and Sixth Sense was the last one that just came out. Knowing what you know about him as a director, 
Do you think he could have still swerved you with that ending? Or do you think that because you know how he makes his movies, you would have spent the whole two hours looking at everything, trying to figure out what's going on? Yeah, I think, unfortunately, once, especially with somebody like, uh, like M. Night Shyamalan, once you figure out his pattern, everything after that, it's not even like voluntary anymore. It's just like you're looking to see where it's going to go. Yeah, so I kind of feel like, like this movie Like, it's a good be... thing Sixth Sense came out when it did. Yeah, because exactly. that was still when he could still shock people. Yeah, I feel like this is going to be sort of a victim of the times. You all know you're looking for a swerve. You're going into this movie to be swerve. So every scene, you're kind of like, where's the swerve? Where's the swerve? Even after the swerve, you might find yourself waiting for a swerve. You know? So I think it might disappoint people in that sense. But, uh, yeah, Batista. Interesting to see him outside of that Drax role. I haven't really seen him in anything else. I, I saw him in... uh that dune movie we watched like a couple of weeks back but he had yeah. like a minor role in that really you know good to know it was a scott good to know it came out good though mm-hmm. so we got a bunch of randomness on this program from what i see i'm gonna start out traditional and we're gonna do the rock because apparently you guys already know the story that the rock was the one who was trying to sort of make reinvent i don't want to say reboot but reboot the dc cinematic universe in his image with black adam being sort of like the new milestone of where it happens and he was going to bring back henry cavill as superman who had already been decided to be long gone and then james gunn former director of guardians of the galaxy one and two who then went on to do, uh, I believe, The Suicide Squad, the second movie for DC, was given, he, he was so successful with the way that that went, that he was given full control of their universe, their cinematic universe. I guess they like what, they must have liked what he did with Guardians 1 and 2, which is why they brought him in for the second Suicide Squad, because they were like, yeah, that's what we want. That's the vibe right there. And then when they saw how good he was, they said, screw it, just do the whole universe. But when he came in, he didn't want Cavill as Superman. And I could see why. I've said this on here before. When we talked about that DC universe. That Superman is like cold. You know? Yeah, he doesn't have any, <laughs> for sure. He doesn't really remind me of like any Superman I've ever seen before. Like he's a bit of a dick. You know, he doesn't seem to care too just much about bit, humanity right? or anything. He's just like very cold. He, he would make a good Vegeta. Vegeta. <laughs> he would make a Superman. He doesn't seem to care about casualties always sort of looking off and away never really makes eye contact with anyone always has this scowled look on his face perfect for that role so i think what happened was james gunn looked at their universe and said well most of this sucks so he got rid of everything including black adam and uh the rock wound up unfollowing warner brothers and all of the dc related assets on social media right after this happened so finally apparently the rock has spoken about what it was that he that that uh went down so we're gonna hear here you brought him back but now they're saying he's not playing superman what do you say to What's your all that i could do and that we could do when we're making black adam was to put our best foot forward surround ourselves with the best people and then also deliver the best movie we could we our audience score was in the 90s uh, critics, you know, took a couple of shots. That's just the business of it, though. Um, but I think it's almost like when you have a pro football team and your quarterback wins championships, the head coach wins championships, and you have a new owner. And the new owner comes in, 
says, not my coach, not my quarterback. I'm going to go with somebody new. That's pretty much what happened, right? I mean, basically, <laughs> can't play no better than that. Yeah, and you know what? Because I was talking with Ask You about this yesterday. Because he mentioned to me how good the new Flash movie looks. Anyone have the trailer today? I should have grabbed the trailer. And I guess what they're going to do, now that James Gunn has taken over this franchise, is they're going to flashpoint it. For anyone who's familiar with comics, you understand what that means. But they're going to flashpoint it. Which is a time travel story where they sort of reboot the world. And I thought, why flashpoint that? What do they have in there that's so good that they would want to salvage? Like the whole point of, of the flashpoint or having an alternate universe is to sort of branch things out and have more options, not, le- not less. Like if you're getting rid of everything of the past, what's the point of even having a flashpoint? Just don't acknowledge it and just start over. Yeah. Like, why do a movie where it reboots the timeline? That's really weird. It's like there's nothing. I felt that that DC Universe had no redeeming qualities. I've always said that. There's not a single franchise in there worth saving. Yeah, Wonder Woman was okay. It was kind of shitty, though. So freaking Aquaman made me laugh a few times, and he was masculine. Good for him. Congratulations. These are all positives. But that's really it. Was there anything that stood out to you in this DC Cinematic Universe? Not too much, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I, I, enjoyed, uh, I enjoyed Shazam a little bit, but I think that's sticking around. I think that's somehow being put into the new continuity. Oh. Yeah, it, it, it was there. It wasn't awful, but it was there. Yeah, I just didn't like the way The Rock sold out right after that and started putting pictures of himself up with Stan Lee talking about how much Stan Lee means to him. The motherfucker didn't hesitate. <laughs> it was like, wait a minute, dude. Yesterday, literally yesterday, you were uh, you were freaking Black Adam. <laughs> like, talk about quick turnaround. The motherfucker went from Black Adam to White Steve in the blink of an eye. No, he was ready. But I really don't feel bad about it. And and I watched that movie here with some of you guys, and I wasn't impressed. Uh, it just didn't work out for me at all. Like, no. I think that Marvel did a much better job than they did. And I want to go find old audio because we talked about it when they first came up with the DC universe, the cinematic universe or whatever they call theirs. We, we, we talked about it on here and I told you, I said, the way that they're doing it and as sloppy as it's coming out and the way that they're rushing everything because they want to have an Avenger so badly, they want to have their Justice League, they want to do what Marvel's doing so badly that if they're not careful... They're going to wind up losing everything and having to restart it and wind up further back than they were in the first place. I said that on here multiple times. And now we have a flashpoint happening to restart everything from the beginning. It'll be years. We're going to all be old before they get to Justice League now because now they got to start over with Batman and all the other shit. Like we're going to be old telling our grandkids about how this how this franchise used to be good. <laughs> You know, like they ruined our generation getting a chance at Justice League movies entirely. It doesn't even matter anymore. Whether it's good or not is irrelevant. You know, some of, us, some of us will be dead. So what difference does it make at that point? It's going to be like that game that used to come out for PlayStation with the, uh, where, the, where the kid rides like that furry animal with the floppy ears. What was that shit called? Oh, shit. There's so many games on PlayStation where something rides an animal. <laughs> it was made by the, uh, the Shadow of the Colossus creators. 
Oh, and it, and it, took like, it took like seven, eight years to come out. And like, oh my god, I feel like I should know it. That's the oh. I mean, this thing this thing was they showed a new trailer at E3 for over half a decade. Someone's gonna show up on Twitter or later on in our comments or DM me and be like, "I'm the show you guys are talking about this." <laughs> I know it is, but the point being, people died waiting for that game. You know, when you really look at life, it's morbid. But like, when so- can you imagine like just anyone? Waiting ten years for something. Potentially. Oh, uh, Last Guardian. Last Guardian. How did you know? Because I have it. <laughs> How the fuck would you have taken I, that long time? So if you have, you own you the game. Is, I haven't played. I I was thinking of when you said floppy ears. That's what threw me off. Because because he has like pointed ear, but he has like floppy wings. That thing. How many E threes did we go through? <laughs> How many E threes did we go through of the Last Guardian? Before they Yo, released the oh, last card, it started to feel like a myth. There are people who died waiting for that game. You know that they were on the deathbed. Last Guardian, I never got to play. Like literally, how morbid is that shit? But that's literally what's happening with DC. There are people who have waited their whole lives to just sit and watch a good Justice League movie, and the best we get is allegedly the Snyder cut, which I didn't even bother to watch. But the point is that they already decided that they don't care if that's a better cut because they're not going to use that continuity. So why in the hell? Like, how long would we take? Yeah, isn't it funny that, that the same could be said for Duke Nukem Forever and the game was literally has it in the name, right? Duke Nukem Forever. Some people waited forever. How long are you going to be waiting? <laughs> you know, yeah. But the problem is... Yeah, I guess you're absolutely right, even with, with Final Fantasy, because they had to redo it and then go back to the drawing board and people were concerned. It sucks to wait for something and then be told, well, don't worry, we'll get it next time around. When the next time around is really far away. I mean, James, hey, AEW fans are feeling it right now. No, I'm kidding. That was terrible. James Gunn, he's perfect. He's perfect for what they're going to get way, way down the road years later. Guardians is fantastic when you look at that franchise. It has a lot of action. There's some dark moments. It's family friendly. You leave the theater with that warm, fuzzy, satisfied feeling. Both Guardians do that. Isn't it a miracle? That's what that's all they right. want. That's all they want is the tone. They want that tone. They don't want this morbid, dark emo Justice League, which is why they went and got him instead of who they had. They're like, yo, we need to happy this up. We can have them think of the my think of the Justice League listen to my chemical romance. Like fix this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I do not mourn the DC universe that was going to have The Rock or whatever. I like The Rock and everything, but I do not mourn this continuity. And I don't even think it deserves a flashpoint. Because, like I was explaining to ask you, when you flashpoint it, that means that it that you're still acknowledging that there was a previous continuity here within this continuity. Marvel did that with the Ultimate Universe. They had the 616 universe running alongside the Ultimate. And then one day somebody decided, you know what? This might be a stupid idea. So they folded it. They did some universal shit happen to them. But the purpose of it was to bring Miles Morales and a bunch of other characters over to our 616. So it wasn't a total waste because he did have a following. And it would have been a little bit difficult to tell people back then that he just died with that world. So, but the point is that with the DC movies we have now, is there anyone you give a shit about if they just nuked that world? I don't. No. Even their Shazam. <laughs> they could even take their Shazam. Someone said, well, Shazam once when I'm I'm not sure if he's in there. Take Shazam if that's what it takes 
for a better world. <laughs> right. Sorry, Shazam. You got to go. <laughs> you know, I'm not Joel. If I have to sacrifice one of you for a better world, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> At least in the DC content. Well, Docs will be perfectly, perfectly safe. <laughs> like, no, nah, I'm sorry. Those movies just made me miserable, man. We have tons of footage of from years ago of us complaining about those movies, you know? But at least the rock took it. Sitting in there, I'll always remember you, Ellie. But at least the rock but this took new it like a Justice trooper. League, though. <laughs> at least the rock took it like a trooper, though, because I heard that he was salty, which the unfollowing to me makes it sound salty. Like that he immediately just the concept of the rock unfollowing anybody, like. <laughs> That's when you know you're mad when, when the way you show it is by unfollowing something. I guess. I, know, I don't even want to know you exist anymore. <laughs> I don't know if anything's ever made me that mad. God. So I didn't look at anything but the headline to this story, and it came up all week before I even put together this program, and it's because oh, no. I don't know if it was lack of interest or if I just wanted uh, a real reaction here. But it says Floyd Mayweather and KSI set to team up in tag team fight against Manny Pacquiao and Salt Bay. So, um, tag team boxing? Was that ever a thing before now and I just didn't know about it? Or are they inventing this shit? You know what the sad part about it is? I could believe it's a thing. I could believe it's been a thing. You forget some of the weird stuff I've seen. Like you. I don't know. I don't know if I can say that, but yeah, this is the poster right here. How does that? <laughs> how does that work? They, if it's the way I've seen in some videos when they do like tag team MMA, they're just gonna be in there just swinging. And so, and, and I wonder if they do it elimination style. God help us, because if you lose a teammate, you are fucked. And you tag. I don't think it, I don't think they tag. I think they're just all in there. But then why would it be called tag team boxing? Because anybody outside of wrestling just thinks as long as there's two guys is tagging. That's duos. So <laughs> it's <is> Texas Tornado. <laughs> KSI, that's the guy who was drinking Prime. Remember? <laughs> he stayed with it. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's in a tag team match. How messed oh, up is that? <laughs> Just so that you guys, in case you guys don't know what we're talking about, I'm going to run it again. This was KSI's reaction to Jake oh, Paul fuck. losing to Tommy Fury. Oh, this again, yes. Ah, don't mind me. Just smoking on that Jake Paul pack. <laughs> Honestly, Jake Paul, trash. Tommy Fury, trash. <laughs> Jake, you see, the problem with you, man, the reason why you lost is because you weren't drinking Prime, baby. <laughs> I stay winning! I stay winning, bitch! <laughs> 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 I'm so happy you still have me! 
And now here he I, is teaming up with Floyd Mayweather. I mean, he is winning. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Spoiler alert. Oh, my God. What the fuck is going on? I don't understand anymore. So I remember last week, Jake Paul ran. Yeah. Ran. He, <laughs> he stayed running. He stayed running, bitch. <laughs> he ran from Team Mayweather and they caught it on camera. He really ran. <laughs> he really ran fast, too, right? Like that, that shit looked like an episode of Cops. Like that man took off. He had a thing he had to go take care of. You know? He like said, he went as far as to put distance between them before he ran. His his version of this is so much cooler than it actually reminds me of, though. So he's quoted, as oh, God. so I'm leaving the Miami Heat game. Floyd Mayweather and 50 dudes pull up out of nowhere, out of some side alley, waiting for me outside the stadium. And they're like, so what's up? What's all the talk now? I'm like, first of all, what did I say to you, Floyd? I just took your hat and you're still mad about it? Come on, bro. And then 50 dudes literally started surrounding me to jump me. And I'm out that bitch, okay? So I don't remember any alley that they jumped out of in the video right, that, that we looked, saw. That looked like they were remember, on the strip. Like, and I don't remember him saying anything. And I don't remember 50 dudes surrounding him. I remember his, like, that's a complete different retelling of the version that we have, right? It was like maybe 15. Let's, we, I, I never, this is the first time we've ever really had to do this. Oh, thank you for the raid, Spike. What's up? Thank you very much. Good to see you. Hope all is well on 316 day or herder. Happy 316 day. What's up? How's it going? Good to, good to you, see you. Hope you had a good stream. You caught us in the middle of our podcast here. <laughs> Thank you very much. So uh, I don't. We, this is the first time we've ever had to do two of these in the show. But let's go back and look. <laughs> let's go look at what happened with the Jake Paul situation again first. The shit was crazy. So there he is, right? And this is security card getting bitched. I'm just working, fam. Security guard. Since your loss. What happened since your loss? Thanks for the sub. Oh, Zio gifting the sub once again. Thank you. You're throwing subs out here. Lord. Gone. <laughs> That's a bit of a dramatic. Jake Paul running, champ. Okay, so he he definitely ran. That part of the story he was telling the truth about, but the part where Mayweather and Fifty Dudes pull up out of nowhere, like out of a side alley, like this is like in the middle of the street. It doesn't look more open. It couldn't possibly. There was no out of nowhere there, and there wasn't a part where he said, uh. Well, he said anything, you know. In, you in, would be you would need to be talking pretty loud amongst all those people, loud enough to where the cameras are going to be able to hear you. In, in his and version, we heard nothing. In his version, before he ran, he's quoted as saying that he went up to them. He went up to Floyd Mayweather, and he said, "Uh, 
He said, oh, first of all, what did I say to you, Floyd? I just took your hat and you're still mad about it. Come on, bro. I just see him standing there. And not even walking towards him, walking away. Let's bring this back up. He doesn't say anything. His security guard's in front of him. His security guard's terrified. He's standing in front of him. He had moved. Look how scared the security guard is. Now he's far away. security. What happened since your loss? They ain't looking at Floyd, so he can't be talked to him. Yo, let's bust him up. Where are you running, Jake? Where are you going since your fight? <laughs> no, he's still walking away. Well, that looks like running to me. And then run. Like we've said on here many times before, he used the Ranma one half, the, the Ranma Sawatoma anything goes final attack. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite technique. Remember the screen becomes letterbox? He's like, I have no choice but to use this. The anything goes final attack. Ready? Run away! <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> Good job. Good shit, Jake. But anyway, this isn't about that. We're just we just kind of went off course there. So now here we are back with this. I don't understand how this works. How do you tag in a boxing match? You don't even have hands. Do you just bump fists? I'm telling you, they're, I'm telling you, they're not gonna tag. They're calling it a tag team battle only because it's two teams of two. One more thing about the Jake Paul thing. He also said 50 dudes surrounded him. He ran. There was nowhere near 50 dudes there. No one surrounded him, and he ran <laughs> before anything could have happened. I love his version. Most of the amazing. people we saw on camera that was just random people, they were not in Floyd's entourage. Yeah, he needs to get in a tag team match. So, yeah, I don't know what to think of this. This is a really gimmicky thing. What are they going to charge for this? Like $120 because there's four of them? And what about all the matches? It's $120. Before this? You could affect Floyd there. Is every match also... A boxing match or just his? Oh shit! I don't know. The way the, the way they book boxing events, you wouldn't even know there were any other fights on the card besides one. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll watch it here. Why not? I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm right. not, who am I to miss a tag team boxing pay per view, one hundred and twenty dollar extravaganza? <laughs> Assuming that's what it'll be. Cause Pacquiao you said that like even you didn't believe it. <laughs> no, I kind of do, man. That's why I kind of stopped and thought this might be like for Pacquiao to be in this and Floyd. This is going to be a money match. Pun intended. I mean, I'm, I'm watching it for KSI. Okay. All right. Well, at some point, we should stop indirectly talking about wrestling, especially on 316 day, right? And we should actually talk about something. So I think we should cover a weekly. What do you want to talk about? The usual SmackDown. You want to talk about SmackDown? We can talk about SmackDown then. So SmackDown came to us from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, episode 1229. Hard to believe that we've been through that many of these. We're once again back at the PPG Paints Arena. OG. OG. Jay, where's the tribal chief? The tribal chief is so proud of you. I'm... I'm really proud of you, too. When you find out where he's at, you tell him I'm here. <laughs> uh, Jay, everybody is wondering why you did what you did this past Monday night on Raw. Everything I need to say, I'm going to say in the middle of that ring tonight. Yeah, Kaylee, you need to be asking Cody Rhodes 
why he all up in bloodline business. Miss Nosey. I love the way the bloodline comes in through the parking lot now. Like, that's become a thing. They're important enough. Right. So, anyway, first match is the WWE Intercontinental Title Number One Contender Fatal Five Way match. Drew McIntyre, Sheamus uh, together against LA Knight, uh, Xavier Woods, Karrion Cross. Xavier Woods and Karrion Cross. Yeah. And I'm definitely going to say that this. The finish to this pissed me off. I more hate than anything. this finish every time they do this shit. Okay, because they basically do a Sheamus McIntyre tie. It didn't even cross my mind that it was going to be either of them. I thought that it was going to be freaking LA Knight or, or Karrion Cross. I thought it was going to be LA Knight or Woods. Yeah, I couldn't In fact, literally, was... I thought it was going to be anybody who wasn't. If, if it would have been one of the two, though, I figured it would have been Sheamus because Drew's already been Intercontinental Champion and we have a crowd. Yeah, aside from that, have good heavy-hitting match. I like the sequences and things that were going on. My one issue is, uh, I, like I told you before, the fact that the uh, that Butch and the other guys have taken like a backseat to McIntyre being here and this will-they-won't-they they stuff that they have going on. Actually, I, know, I do know a little bit of why we haven't seen uh, Butch specifically. Why is that? Oh, you haven't heard about this. So apparently, this uh, plan was actually put uh, pushed back because uh, the Brawl and Bruce wound up actually getting over. I've been hearing Triple H is going to revert him back to Pete Dunne. So he doesn't need to take weeks and weeks off just for a name change. <laughs> oh, you, you, gotta, you gotta let him unwash the butch first. Come on, all you takes need a long. This isn't like OxyClean. They don't got this. Shit. That's ridiculous. All you need is ten dollars and a credit card on any live service for a name change. You're telling me he needed a fucking month off <laughs> to turn his name back? <laughs> oh, shit. I'm not buying that story, man. I think they just want to have Sheamus and Drew McIntyre have this shitty feud that nobody wants to see. Right. I don't know if that's why he's legit been gone so long, but I know that's something that Triple H is playing for the future. Who won? No, I won. No, I won. We really like, I'm looking at this, and I'm sitting there going, why is McIntyre even in this equation? Like, Roman Reigns has been the champion. The tribal chief comes to a special counsel and he says, wise man, how do we deal with this challenge? Do, do we do it like gangsters? Because the truth is Roman Reigns is the goat. And when we are aligned together, the bloodline cannot be stopped. The most gangster thing we can do to Cody Rhodes is to smash him with the truth. Cody Rhodes that he never knew existed, that by the time he walks into the ring at WrestleMania, he'll already be a defeated opponent. And then the only story left for Cody Rhodes to tell will be when he takes his shoulders after being defeated by Roman Reigns and has to pick the time truthfully acknowledges his tribal chief, Roman Reigns. 
We already know who the first inductee is. We're not stupid. See, look at them in the background. They're side characters now. That's all they do. They pull Seamus away. They're Seamus pullers. Rey Mysterio. Inducted into the Hall of Fame. It's going to be fun in April in here, right? Yeah. Good old Ray. This is a moment. <laughs> About that. WWE is really going to induct a washed up old man. How many soccer games did you miss? Huh? Rhea was right. Mommy was right. I'm ashamed to be your son. Dominic's great at this. I can't believe so. Hold on. Before we get into this anymore, isn't it so weird that they're baby faces now? Like, all of a sudden, now we have freaking Dominic shitting on his father, so they just turned all of Legato the Phantasma babyface. By the way, also, side note, that is, week. <laughs> that is Zima Ion in the background behind Zelina Vega. I just thought it's important that we always remember where Zima Ion is. This is your <laughs> weekly Zima Ion sighting. Dude, this is the greatest running gag I think we had. But so, originally, I would say yes. Mm -hmm. But what makes it make sense, at least for me, it's, of course, the leader being um, Santos Escobar, being that he was formerly a masked luchador, and they basically followed his lead, I can see him making sense then. I guess. Because if Santos says, hey, we're coming to raise Mysterio's defense, there's three people behind him that won't even blink and not say no. Very true. Dominic ripped up last week. Your father may have let go of what you did last week, but I haven't. Shut up! Legado del Fantasma and Judgment Day are supposed to have a match later tonight. How about we have it right now? Six-man tag team match. Legado del Fantasma, Cruz de Toro, Joaquin Wilde, and Santos Escobar being accompanied by Rey Mysterio and Zelina Vega against the Judgment Day's Damian Priest, Dominic Mysterio, and Finn Balor, of course, being accompanied by Mommy, Rhea Ripley. What were your thoughts on this match? It's kind of funny how, when you look at this match, it's six people, all different sizes, but all high flyers. This is true. I didn't even really think about that. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody in this match can catch air. Even Priest was like two feet taller than everybody else. I didn't think about that till the bell rang and I got so excited when I realized it. It's appropriate for the storyline. If it's going to be about Rey Mysterio and his son, then why not have like the, the most high flyers involved in the feud, right? Yeah. And even Damian Priest, you're right, to, to a larger extent, literally. He's like, just the biggest high flyer out of the group. Yeah, he's not. And his is like a little bit more restricted because he doesn't go up in the air too often. Yeah, he's not exactly your your boots on the ground guy. The the most grounded person in this whole feud, ironically, is Rhea Ripley. Right. <laughs> Rhea has like a aerial move that she barely uses. Yeah, well, she doesn't really need it. You know, she works like a big girl. Yeah, her, her style works better now just because he is strong, as strong as some of the other girls. 
I'm glad Dominic's getting experience with a lot of veterans. Somebody like Legado del Fantasma and then his dad. He's in there with freaking Finn Balor, you know? Even Joaquin Wilde over here, freaking uh, Zima. You know, all these people are people who can definitely help contribute to his experience, you know? Yeah, that kid has gotten some of the best, like, teachers when it comes to people that he's gotten to work with. And it's like we've said a thousand times, this kid is so good. And he hasn't even been here, what, he's been, what, four, five years? Like, there's no reason he should be this good at everything he's doing this fast, but he is absolutely shining. He's definitely Rey Mysterio's son. <laughs> I just want to talk. Yeah, I just want to talk. See, when the only Hall of Fame you deserve to be in is the Deadbeat Dad Hall of Fame. Damn. I should have been Eddie's son. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is such a great film. That line though. has never stung more. <laughs> I should have been Eddie's son. But in three weeks, WrestleMania goes Hollywood. Rough day at work? Or are you not happy to see me? You know I'm always happy to see the champ. What's up? It's WrestleMania season. I want a match. Okay. Uh, well, obviously, I think I can do that. Let me see if I can't find you a suitable opponent. Thank you. You are very welcome. Hang in there. Tag team match of Braun Strowman and Ricochet. I can't believe they're committed to this tag team against the Viking Raiders, Eric and Ivar with Valhalla. <laughs> Braun is going to suffer for a long time for that tweet. Just saying. Yeah, I guess he's going to be a little. Did you see? Did you see what happened to him at a house show recently? Oh, I didn't. Oh no, what happened? Oh man, hold on. We gotta go. We gotta go away from. Oh here. god. Oh, I can't believe we're doing this. I'm more excited than I should be. Oh no. All right. Oh god. You ready for it? Wait a minute. I think I heard about this, but I haven't seen it. Here we go. Here's Bronze Kip up. Oh god. Oh. Wait a minute, 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 hold on one fucking minute, can you please catch him when the foot plants, because there's so much, that's kind of hard, yo, one of his legs doesn't even bother to try to cooperate, Look at that! <laughs> like, the left leg. Like, I. I oh, Bron, what happened? I, I just love how it's like his legs. His legs look like a shitty Battle Royale team where there are two complete. One is completely with this. Like, all right, man, yeah, he's three, four hundred something pounds. He's going to kip up. The other one's just like, nah, nah. <laughs> Yo, is that the screenshot for this episode? Yes. People are going to be like, what the fuck happened there? 
I'm, I'm, I grabbed it just in case. I There's thought so I much that time. went wrong. Like, do what Big Show did. Just use the ropes. Nobody will judge you. <laughs> the Rock fucked that up once when he came back. Remember? Yeah, but he hadn't done it in a minute. He got an excuse. His big ass ain't supposed to be doing that shit. <laughs> he could do it good at one point. Watch this impact. I like the Viking Raiders, man. I wish they'd get they they do more with them. Yeah, see, this is the Viking Raiders we should have had for a while. Like that guy's smiling, getting jumped backstage. They look like murderers. Oh! <laughs> Ricochet, I'm like, I can't believe that he could Hurricane Rana a Viking, but sure. That that sit-out powerbomb that he has is nasty. There's almost no resistance in that. Everything Eric has just looks like it shoots sucks. And I, just like I said, man, years ago, I said when Ricochet was on Raw, he was dying. He needed to come over to SmackDown. This is where somebody like Ricochet is going to get used. Strowman always gets screwed over using that spot, but he does it anyway. He has, he has more more failures than success. It's like, like a fucking 15% <laughs> success rate of hitting that outside shit, and he does it anyway. Look at that. That's the move they caught Cheeseburger that one time. Remember that? Like, you could die if he catches you with that flush. Legend has it every time he hits that move, Cheeseburger gets a twitch in his left eye. The Pittsburgh crowd felt that at their feet. One very specific task, and that is to identify the next worthy challenger for my title. Challenger is singular, Mr. Pierce. You lost all authority about your staff. Will not be tolerated. Look, can we all just take a breath here? I don't agree with you, but I understand what you're saying, and I have a solution if you'll hear me out. Next week on SmackDown, Drew McIntyre is going to face Sheamus one-on-one. The winner of that match will be the challenger, singular, for your Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania. Good. I'll be watching. Non-title matches because Charlotte felt like beating somebody up today. Charlotte Flair we found out live next up against good old Shotzi. At least Shotzi got to bring her tank, right? Oh, best thing they did for that girl was give her her tank back. This was a friendly exhibition match. They even have a code of honor in the beginning. They shake hands and then they get to it. So I'm glad that they're really trying to push Charlotte as a baby face here. Doing whatever she can to yeah. not make her come off as a bitch. I'm glad that she's putting it through the maximum effort to try and not be a bitch. Because we saw at one time she fucked around and forgot. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, with the ref. And, of course, Rhea has to come and spoil. She's, she's the first person to piss in your cereal. Beautiful German there. And then look you dead in the eyes while you eat it. Chaos, always chaos. She has mind control over Dominic Mysterio. Yeah, but Chelsea did good. She, wait, hold on. Wait, I'm glad that she got. Wait, 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 wait. What did Michael Cole just say? She has mind control over Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> really? Mind control over Dominic Mysterio. She has mind control. She has mind control over Dominic Mysterio. Really? Is that where this angle was going? I didn't even notice the way they were booking it. I just thought it was because she was a hot mommy, right? Isn't that what he right. keeps saying? 
mind I control. You, can't get, you, know, that riptide, you like, see what I mean? How Michael Cole gets weird sometimes? Like the superpower sometimes, creatures? Yeah. Remember, it turns Irish people into superpower creatures? What's his description to that movie? <laughs> He's just fucking weird, man. I'm never going to let him live that shit down. <laughs> and because I can't remember it, every time I call it, what was it, like 10 beats of the Irish demon babies or some shit? How's the matter with him sometimes? What do you got to say, kid? Watching you tonight, Charlotte, why I chose you after I won the Royal Rumble. When I look into your eyes, but I see all your insecurities. I take this business oh so very seriously. Rhea, bloody Ripley, you will rip apart anyone that stands in your way. Except for me. Still on top of her game. We'll find out three weeks away. From their battle. Jay Uso addresses why Jay Uso, why Uso, why? Let's get to the why. Cody Rhodes did something. Bloodline is now in your city. So the big question of the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They be like, Jay, why'd you do it? Why you do it? Why you betray Sami Zayn like that? Let me ask y'all a question. What would you do? One of your family members' cars break down. You're going to give them a ride, right? You're going to do anything for your family. What would you do? Y'all want to know why I did it? Because I had to. I never had a choice because he is my blood. There's one person I'll blame, and that is you, Sammy Zayn. What was I supposed to do? Hey, you know what your problem is, Sammy? Tribal Chief said it already. You selfish. All you had to do was fall in line. There's only one more problem to get rid of. Cody Rhodes. What is wrong with you? Why don't you talk directly to me? I answer to them. They don't want to hear us talk. Sounds like they'd rather see us fight. You take one more step here, you ain't gonna make it to WrestleMania, son. Sammy Sneaky. He always comes in like a freaking thief, right? Wearing that black hoodie. Like Sammy, you would you think work. security would, would be detailed now. If you see somebody in a black hoodie, keep your eyes out. Like Sammy, you work here. That's because you're not in the bloodline anymore. You still have a pass to get into the WWE facilities, right? Like, why does he keep coming in like that? I, I, I guess it makes sense, like, with the black hoodie, nobody's really going to notice him. But either way. Isn't it kind of funny how, in storyline, Jay has to justify why he turned on somebody who was his friend for his brother? Yeah, in in the in the full version, he, go, he elaborates more. He says he didn't want to do it, and... Uh, you know, if you have to feed your family, wouldn't if you if you have to turn on your family's electric bill, he he kind of became the way Ice T did, in the in that in that uh in that crime show he's in. He just started laying out. If you have to feed your family, you would do it, right? If you have to pay their if their lights about to turn off and you got to pay their electric bill, you would do it, right? If your family and say executive producer Dick Wolf. Yeah, if your fam's Xbox Live subscription ran out, you would renew it, right? If you needed to re-up on Star Jam, you would do it for them, right? Like, it was just like, we get it, Jay. You, you're, you're, you're part of the fucking bloodline. We, we totally if get it. If your cousin can only afford 2K23 standard, you get him a deluxe, right? You upgrade him to the deluxe edition, right? <laughs> it was like, all right. Are you upgrade to the icon? <laughs> I never thought that there was a mystery as to why 
He's part of the fucking bloodline. <laughs> like, I understand they do it for the promo, but the whole time I'm sitting there like, Jay, that's your twin brother, dog. You ain't got you ain't got all that parade shit. King Quest said, no, we game share, right? Yeah, that'll be Jay Uso. If your friend don't yes. got a game, if your, your family don't got the latest game, you game share with him, right? <laughs> see, 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 Quest, that's one is specifically for brothers. Cousins don't get that. Aunts, uncles, nah. Brothers. How, how you doing, Quest? Hope you're good out there. Good oh, see you, man. man. That was wild. But yeah, baby faces come out on top. SmackDown did 2.136 million viewers, which was a fall from the previous week where they had 2.299 million. 0. 0.50 in the 18 to 49 demographic. I mean, it's SmackDown. These are still money ratings. There's right. nothing in the I world say, doing yeah, that. It's another day in the neighborhood. Like, yeah. So SmackDown is at that point you get in like a racing game. When you've been running the same track so many times, you can't beat your own fastest time anymore. Exactly. Like they're just there. <laughs> but a cool little detail uh, to mention a piece of history with now that Rey Mysterio is going to carry with him. He now will join Ric Flair and Bill as the third person to be inducted into the Hall of Fame while they're still an active wrestler. Oh, Bill, who? You know. No, I don't know. You have to tell me. The guy, Joe, that, that, that ball Goldberg? guy with the single head takedown. Goldberg? Kurt Angle talks about Goldberg. One of his dream matches would be you and Bret Hart. You as the wrestling machine and Bret from 97. What do you think about that as a match? Because you've said before you wanted that match. Yeah, that, that's the one match that I always wanted to have. I always dreamed about it. I actually called Bret Hart in 2002. Uh, <laughs> this was after he had the stroke, unfortunately. <laughs> it's not funny, but... <laughs> That's a weird thing to get. You want to wrestle WrestleMania? Come on, let's go. He's like, Carter, in case you didn't know, I just had a stroke. Oh. No, no, seriously. This is probably a year after. And uh, I called Brett and I said, uh, I would love the rest of you at WrestleMania. And he said, Kurt, go yourself. No. He said, um, he said, listen. I can't do it. And I said, why not? He said, I can't explain to you, but I can't do it. I wish I could, Kurt, but it's not possible. And I understand now because I'm in a position now where I'm actually too old to wrestle and too banged up to wrestle. And if someone asked me to come back at WrestleMania, of course I do it. No. <laughs> <laughs> what I love so much about that. No. Mm -hmm. It, it, it's the start where he's talked about the stroke because he did that thing some people do to where you know where the punchline is coming so you start laughing at the wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> he heard the punchline in his head and popped himself. Please. <laughs> I got a boo for the first time. <laughs> Alright, for you maybe. But, <laughs> but, what the fuck was I talking about? <laughs> Kurt's funny. After a stroke to ask him if he would wrestle okay. you. <laughs> so, I, uh, I, I called Brad and I asked him if he would wrestle and he said no. And I understand why. Um, he knows he can't have the Bret Hart match that he dreamed about. He knows that he can't be the Bret Hart that he expects to be in that ring. 
because he did get a concussion from Goldberg, and then he had the stroke. Yeah, boo, yeah, f- Goldberg. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he said, Brad "Fuck Hart, Goldberg." Man, best wrestler in the world. Best wrestler ever. Best in-ring performer I've ever seen. Um, there's only one other person I put up there with him, and that was that's Chris Benoit. And uh, but Brett was the man. I mean, I watched tapes and film of him over and over again, and I was absolutely in love with the guy. Not in a gay way, but you know, I was in love with him. I really was. Did Kurt have a little cerveza before this? Why? Why? You know, like. Okay, Edge. We're gonna have a judgment day. Oh, there's more. God help us. Oh Lord. I want Angle to go over by tap out, and he's gonna shave your head. And Edge's face just went. Oh boy. Oh that was wow. Whoa. A lot happened there. Right. But he said, fuck Goldberg, see? Make you feel all warm inside? Oh, lovely. Put him in the Hall of Fame again. Yeah, I told you, fuck Goldberg. Give him, give him two rings, just fuck it. We still have to go over Raw tonight, Rampage, NXT, and Dynamite, and we still have more news coming up. Some shocking news at that. Actually, a few gimmick changes, name changes, people leaving, and so on and so forth. But before that, we're going to take a break. Those of you that are followers, or not follow subscribers, which now is a lot of you, will get a treat, and the rest of you will be back shortly. Hang tight. Want to chat with the guys? Then be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to us on YouTube. TalkBrunch.com. Served hot. So Trish Stratus. And Lita apparently are being really stalked by Bailey. Good lord. I know, right? All the people to get stalked by. But have you been looking at what she's been saying on social media during this storyline? I haven't. <laughs> but I've heard she's been kind of going off. He is, she makes such a great evil character, man. I, I swear. Oh, it's God. genuinely frightening because of the legitimacy in some of the stuff that she's broken out. So let me see if I could show you here what one of the first things is. So she puts up this letter that she wrote from when she was a kid. Wow. God help me with the handwriting. I have to read it for people on iHeart. <laughs> like, lucky me. Yay. What grade was she in in 2012? I don't even know. Lita, like China, is doing stuff. Her handwriting was horrendous. Bailey, I hope you fixed this. 
leader like China is doing stuff like no other woman has done. She has faced men in matches, got in the middle of ladder second cage matches to help the Hardys. I don't even know what. No, no matter no, how big, no the matter guy. how big the guy, the guys are. She has jumped the Undertaker, Christian, Bubba Ray, Dudley, etc. Wait, Leader. hold on, stop. I love the way that she spelled it, like the ECW spelling Bubba Ray Dudley. Lita is a fan favorite, which is loved all around. You want to finish this one over me? No. I, I'm struggling, but damn, still trying to. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, her handwriting. Anyway, you get the point. She wrote a letter. Her handwriting, Bailey, 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 Bailey. Her handwriting is worse than than, than her than her baby face run. <laughs> Recently, Lita Shit. has broken her neck in three places during a. a a Dark Angel season premiere. I remember that shitty James Cameron show, Dark Angel. She didn't even break her neck in WWE. She broke it doing some shit for that thing. She's been out since April 2002 and will be out since March 2003. Well, wow, I feel bad for the teacher who received whatever this was supposed to be that doesn't give a fuck about wrestling. Be <laughs> <laughs> the commentary. Me, on- I, I I I was a kid doing like essays on wrestling and shit and get in school. Yeah, trust me. Now they 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 will tolerate it. All right. <laughs> she is a commentary. On Sunday Night Heat with the coach, you know that would. It's funny how nowadays, if you said that, it would be a negative. Like, man, this guy's career's gone down. He's on commentary on Sunday Night Heat with coach. I remember that era. Oh man! And she was just on Raw discussing how she thought SmackDown is is better than Raw with Eric Bischoff. Man, what a fucking era was. He said the phrase three minutes, and out came <laughs> Rosie and Jamal. But luckily, Jeff Hardy came and and saved her. We miss her very much. Leader rocks. So this is what she this is what uh Bailey said I've been studying I've been studying you for decades your strengths and especially your weaknesses and then put this up like isn't that some crazy shit because it's true you know what I mean like that letter's like living proof and we know that she's been studying her since she was a kid it's funny to bring that shit into it gotta be careful about I it I like that she has that element that not many people can really say they have this is a 20-year-old essay. Good Lord. I, I, it's crazy that she kept it all this time. Jesus. But there's more. <laughs> so she also shares this. This picture might mean something to you. It might start to ring a few bells. Wait a minute. Is that the hallway I think it is? It might be. So, Bailey's quoted as saying, We sat in the hallway of our hotel after losing the tag titles at WrestleMania. You talked to us till 4 a.m. sharing your secrets of the business. Your personal life, your strengths, and your weaknesses. I remember... And then she puts like a little winky smile and a little hand over her mouth. Hashtag WrestleMania. And then Trish replies, yeah, I remember. Well, at least you already know what it feels like to lose at WrestleMania. Maybe you can control your tears better this year. Oh. 
Yeah, she's an OG. She'll clap back fast. Oh. But it's kind of funny because according to Sasha, there was no part where they were on the floor in the hallway after losing the tag titles of WrestleMania. Yet here we are with a picture from they that time. Bitch, you ain't in the company no more. I can tell the truth. We was there. It was sad. You know it. Yeah, they sat on that floor. Maybe, maybe this is maybe they're patient zero for COVID. No, no, they're not. You stupid. <laughs> they're not. I know people say, you know what he said about them? They that were patient bastard. zero for the COVID. We got to talk a little bit about the Hall and Fame inductees. Yeah, because what we know uh, a couple so far, right? Yeah, yeah, we know a couple. There's actually were some surprise ones because Virgil posted recently and he put this picture up. <sighs> and, and he said... Now look, man. <laughs> it said, hold on, got to give us... He's a Hall of Fame inductee now. You have to give him his, his, his flowers. So he says, with pride and satisfaction, I'm finally excited to announce that I have been inducted to the Hall of Fame. Thanks to The Miz for stealing my gimmick and to Damage Control for me being their hero. Meat Sauce goes Hollywood. I can't. I, I had a Meat Sauce Mike joke ready in the chamber, too. I can't believe he did the Meat Sauce. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's he's a self-proclaimed inductee into the spoiler. You find spoiler. Fame. You find out he's just going to the Olive Garden's Hall of Fame. He's going to do what he usually does. He's going to set a table outside of it. <laughs> the table's going to be off to the left of the stage. You know, we have the pictures. Go on YouTube. <laughs> our, one of our most popular videos on YouTube is our lonely Virgil. I picture. still watch that video on this day. <laughs> it never stops being funny. It never stops being funny. <laughs> we still get comments to this day. Oh, dude, it still breaks me. You talk about something that has lasted the test of time, all right? <laughs> Everyone comments on our Lonely Virgil video on the fact that he put that his table out there like if he belonged there. <laughs> it's some of the tweets that fucking brought, that, that make it magical. When the one person who you could put that, that on in the background and laugh your ass off. <laughs> the one person who said that he worked at Arby's. Yo, I'm not even joking about it. Like, I swear to God, recently, Photon Miko, I saw a tweet from her on there and it said, Oi, Arby's doesn't even salt their fries. At Lonely Virgil, oh, I'm, not, I'm not even. I'm not even making this up. You can go to the talk brunch, the, the Lonely Virgil thing. <laughs> oh my god! That's how many people think about Virgil in this community. I'm not making this up. I know you think it's a joke, but it's like, wait, wait for me to break. You know, the second part about this, there's no I would joke think here. it was a joke no if it wasn't here. Virgil. Uh, it's literally. I got like, a we, 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 what, a year or two ago did a story about what his balls popping out in the middle of like, come on now. <laughs> like, I believe anything when it comes to Virgil now. Like, <laughs> Yeah, he self-proclaimed himself into the Hall of Fame. Go Virgil. Jesus Christ. I know, right? <laughs> oh. Okay, let's talk about Rampage. I'm just picking random because, hey, we have Rampage to talk about. We don't really do that very often, right? It's a will they, won't they? 
And Rampton was kind of fun. Yeah, it was kind of fun this week. So Rampage came to us from Sacramento, California. This is episode 85. It's still a baby show. This was the Golden One Center that they were hitting. God, they haven't even hit 100. And they did what I hate that they do on Rampage. Straight to a match. No setup, no lead-in, no intros. Welcome to Rampage. Fuck if you don't know who we are. Fuck you too. You know, the show, the presentation to the show, man. Anyway, singles match, Sammy Guevara against Action Andrade. Excellent match. You know, Rampage isn't going to really have bad matches. Again, it's just that they, they're very unapologetic about it. If you don't know what's going on here, they don't give a shit. You know? Rampage is that show where it's like by the time the intro goes on, you better be sit and settle and ready to go. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I get it. They only have an hour. It's a Friday night. They're trying to get as much action in there as they can. But just e- opening every thing. Welcome to Rampage. Da-da-ding, and everyone's already in the ring and the fighting's already going on. It's, it's a little too much, you know? See, see, see what it is? They don't give their viewers any chance to even get sleepy. Like, nope, go. Yeah. <laughs> and especially with someone like Sammy Guevara, who he has like a, he has clout behind him. You know what I mean? Like, he's one of their known stars. You would at least want to give that an intro. Like, could you imagine something like that happening like, with like a big person in WWE? Like, they wouldn't do that to like Austin Theory. Just have him already in the ring on like fucking main event. Nice Spanish fly there, and the Andrade guy is good. I got to give him a lot of credit. I don't, I don't really know him from out of AEW, but he's really solid. Yeah, Jericho hit the nail on the head with that kid. Mm-hmm. Right, said no. We are not doing this tonight. On rampage, is it worth it? You gotta get them numbers up somehow. That ain't gonna be it. That's something you should tell the police. Tag team match, the acclaimed Anthony Bowens and Max Caster with Billy Gunn against you. You heard him. (laughs) Starboy Charlie and Jack Cartwheel. Who? Why? (laughs) What? They wanted to give. uh, They wanted to give us a match where they knew there was no chance in hell those boys were getting cheered. Oh, they were like, you go out and do a claim shit. Yo, he, no, he didn't pull the straps down. No, he fucking didn't pull the straps down. That motherfucker looks 72 pounds soaking wet with a brick and a half in each pocket. 
terrible. Squash match. <laughs> Fodder. Filler. Wednesday on Dynamite. It's going to be the Jericho Appreciation Society versus the Elite versus the House of Black for the AEW Trios Championships. It's going to be the first time the JAS has ever been in the ring with the House of Black. That Jericho and Kenny Omega, another Winnipeg native, face each other. Jericho versus Omega at the Tokyo Dome 2018 was the genesis. I guarantee it. You're going to see some new champions on Wednesday. Quite a bit of intrigue surrounding the AEW. Yo, fucking King Quest said those are the most two doubles WWE 2K random name generation. <laughs> <laughs> Singles He's match. He's not wrong. <laughs> Singles match. Kanosuke Takeshita against Preston Vance. Preston Vance formerly uh ten. Ten. The masked ten. Remember that? Yep. Negative one's favorite wrestler. Now you can see his face all the time. What do you think here? Yeah, this was fun. This was enjoyable. This was a pretty good match. Yeah, it's a shame that this guy on Maston got a mean streak just to get his ass kicked by Takeshi, though. Yeah. You know, but Takeshi is doing wonderful. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's a great guy. I like put him in there with different styles, too, because like, he's very adaptable when it comes to his ring stuff. Yeah, real high level talent. He's pretty. He's got some size on him too. Like, like I forgot when we look at like a lot of the other roster, he's a good bit taller than some of the guys on there. Definitely. Yeah, that dude's got a bright future ahead of him for sure. Yeah, I'm glad they kept him on the contract and then just have him here backslide. It's so funny he wins with a backslide at that size. Like oh, I got you with a backslide. I really like this Swerve promo. This is a good Swerve character is very good. Maybe I made mistakes. Maybe I overestimated Keith Lee. The fact that he took out Trench and now Parker Bordreau, my men, my affiliates are on the shelf now. I gotta hand it to you, Keith. You were more prepared than I thought. But Swerve has not thrown every bullet. I got something more in store for you. You're not gonna see it coming. I don't lose. But you got this battle. At this point, Swerve is going to turn to a cannibal. Every single thing I see now is food. Keep eyes on the back of your head, Keith. Hoodies, stay up. See, he comes off as the perfect piece of shit for that storyline, you know? That's good shit right there. That's great. I come to you tonight representing the baddest tag team in all of time and space. Them boys, the Briscoe Brothers. That's a good team to have in there. Was the first team, right? 
Hey, you know, I kind of like the... Oh, okay. oh, look, it's Mark by himself. Just nothing. Like, no bit, no shenanigans, nothing. So... <laughs> Nyla Rose is with Marina Shafir for whatever reason, and this is against Riho. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say what um what I like about the fact that not only of course he named it after their catchphrase "Reach for the Sky," it's kind of cool that it's a ladder match of all things because the Briscoes still hold the record for the most ladder war appearances in ROH. Well, this is true. Like it's very fit, it's very fitting that it's a ladder match of all things, but it, it's good to know that like. They're finally doing something. I've heard some people are just like, oh, they should just retire the tag titles with them. And it's like, no, that that's not going to work with ROH being back. I hate that people have to sell for Riho just because she's so fucking small. It's ridiculous. <sighs> <laughs> like, look at that. You have to sell a Hurricane Rana? She's not going to get you over like that with Hurricane Rana. You got to sell a foot stomp? And see, you know what? what, what bothers, I, I just started thinking about what really bothers me about it. It's not like the Marco stunt thing where it's like, yeah, he's small, but he looks like he has some weight to him. Like, she just looks small and floaty and featherish and light. And that's all there is to it. Like, dog, if you're going to be that small, at least, like, look like you got some meat on your bones. Like, damn. Like, And the funny part, she wins. This doesn't make sense. This made me laugh. They don't even have to use a whole can. I love that nobody came out to help her either. <laughs> Rampage did 419,000 viewers, up from the 394,000 with the point ten in the 18 to 49 demographic that they did the previous week. It's still treading along in that weird ass time slot behind SmackDown. You know? And it's not bad. It's not bad. I'm hearing they want to add another show or do another thing. No, no more. No more. You're oversaturating your demographic. You know, this isn't how but you how beat... are they gonna not take this shit anymore if they don't add like eighty new shows to the week. This isn't how you beat WWE, unfortunately. You know, it just doesn't work that way. But I'm gonna stay with AEW and I'm gonna piggyback dynamite right to the end of that rampage. Right. Let me do two at once. So this is Rampage. I mean, I'm sorry. This is Dynamite, episode 180, which came to us from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada's Life Center. MJF celebration. The Rebar Mitzvah. So that girl he makes out with is Silesia Spark. She's an indie wrestler who was on AEW Dark in the past. She fought against Willow Nightingale on the October 2022 20, episode. 
She's been part of various indie promotions such as Pure Wrestling Association, uh, Great Canadian Wrestling, and Smash Wrestling. In case anyone was wondering who MJ was smooching with up there. He just came from nowhere, bro. <laughs> what? He's Jewish and he wanted a rebar mitzvah. He's Iron Man! A beautiful moment, Taz says. This is such a WWE. <laughs> this this is such a WWE beginning of Raw book segment. Everyone who wants a title shot coming out one after another with their music, really. It's funny that this pops up. I can't wait to get the NXT because I love how real their situation was. <laughs> I do love though that nobody gets a promo. They just. <laughs> Best one of all three of us. Understand me? I've heard it. You look like shit. You see, the effects of that. Didn't your fiance leave you? Y'all got MJF Mashugina up in this bitch. Okay. Okay. We are the past, the present, and the future. I'm the only pillar who can actually keep this place up. And that's a fact. I'm gonna eat my cake because I deserve it. Bye. Oh. 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 There's a long time coming. Oh. Oh. Jack, oh. Sammy Guevara, and now Darby Allen to each other. I can tell you that right now. Oh, oh. oh my God, that's horrible. Oh. Did you say beautiful fluffy hat? I think I did. Beautiful fluffy hat. That's so fucked. Go, we gotta wait. This whole, there's so much going on here. And now Darby Allen to each other, I can tell you that right now. Oh, oh my god, that's horrible! Oh, did you say beautiful fluffy hat? I think I did. I love how Shivani was more <laughs> amused by Taz saying beautiful fluffy hat than the fact that MJF face planted into the cake. Yo, he bumped into the cake. Oh, what are we gonna do with you, Dino? Which now I'm thinking about it. I'm gonna eat my cake. Is that the episode title? Maybe. Or and eat it too. Fuck right it, up, 
also quote and eat it too. I like that. Anyway, six-man tag team match: The Dark Order's Evil Uno and Stu Grayson, along with Hangman Adam Page, against the Blackpool Combat Club: Claudio Castagnoli, John Moxley, and Wheeler Utah. Because in AEW, even when after you go through a Texas Death Match, you wrestle the next Dynamite. Yeah, it's super resilient. We have sense of beans here. But this was a good match, though. It's enjoyable. Yeah, the Dark Order's actually really turned out a lot better than I would have ever expected it to be over time. Evil Uno's solid. Stu Grayson's solid. It's interesting when they're in a big feud like this. Someone like Evil Uno fighting alone against John Moxley doesn't make sense to me, but I could see more in a team environment how something like this could work. Yeah, especially like him and Stu because they were teaming outside of AEW. So it makes sense that like when they're together, it's a lot more of a serious threat. Exactly. Even when I was good in the ring, it's just it's not convincing him Moxley by himself is the problem. Of course, Hangman with his cowboy shit. Yeah. Yo, that was a decent senton. Yeah, he's <laughs> a big man. Hey, even Ludo more athletic than he leads on to be. Depending on the situation. He has moments. Buckshot Lariat. Here we go. Nope. Wheeler Yuta saves his ass. That was one hell of a dive. <laughs> Stu Grayson is nuts. Nice blockbuster there. Yep. They haven't hit a fatality in forever, at least not to my memory. That's the end of Stu. Said, I'm gonna save my frame, but I'm gonna take this ass whooping Dark Order stick together forever. Now coming to the aid of that club. They got their victory and they set the tone after the match. Now help peel your friend off of the floor. <laughs> you know. AEW TBS title match. Jade Cargo defending her championship against Nicole Matthews. Yeah, one of my all-time favorites used to wrestle for Shimmer along with Portia Perez. The two of them were the Canadian ninjas about a decade ago. She was also in the Mae Young Classic, I believe. Yep. And they treated her like garbage. You issued an open challenge to all of Canada. You just ran through. Aren't you from Canada? Is that all you have to offer Canada? No. Taya Valkyrie, look at that. Yep, gone from Impact and now Valhalla. Where I look at is all elite. 
she could be the one. If anybody could do it, she's the one who could do it. I like how they, they fed her a hottie. Or a baddie, whatever the fuck they're called. It was kind of interesting. They share a finisher. Yeah. Comments from Juice Robinson earlier. We saw what he did to you a week ago. It's real easy to attack a guy from behind, isn't it, Juice? I heard what you had to say. You jealous because I'm getting the so-called attention? Wow. I deserve it. What the hell have you done here? You're a part of the Bullet Club. Hey, that was relevant back in 2015. Maybe you should stand on your own oh. feet and do something for yourself. If it's an issue that you want to bring Bullet Club in, then come on anytime, any place. Now this I like. I've I've never been a big QT Marshall fan. He needed something like this. This was perfect for him. So this like is- I like QT. I've been watching him for a while. I'm a fan of guy, but this was something he needed a long time ago. So basically, this is their version of TMZ, but it's QTV. Guys, this is QTV. We promise to keep our journalistic integrity, no biased opinions, to try to ruin people's careers, right? <laughs> well, guys, we all know that Wardlow's had a really, really tough week, you know? Stole all of his belongings, and nobody knows who did it. He <laughs> <laughs> he left it in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Great journalism, guys. Great. Make a great spike TV channel. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What is next for Warlow? I know, I know. Whatever's next for Batista, just not as good. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Warlow, oh, welcome oh. to the wheel's world, bitch. And that QT's got some grill. Unbelievable. <laughs> that was so much better than it had any business being. Powerhouse Hobbs all those months ago that his, his word is his bond. Great strategy, put it that way. And be that as the main arch counts, he still wanted the match. Oh, Holy God. smokes, look at that. Guy. Look at that. Yo, that popped me. That fuck yo, that might be the screenshot. <laughs> it's the shock master. Or at least Dude, I fucking <laughs> There it is, right? Perfectly. I gotta get it perfectly. I can't believe that. That is so that's so bizarre. There we go. There it is. <laughs> Yo, sometimes wrestling fans are fucking awesome, and this is one of He dressed as Shockmaster. That meant the commitment. He just didn't, he just didn't <laughs> make the helmet pink. Dude, I'm sorry. If I'm Orange Cassidy, I can't look directly at him because I'm going to start laughing. That's amazing. Oh my god. <laughs> the title on the line here tonight and there has been nobody on the line here. And that's the thing they don't show here. I'll show it for you guys though. Because he drops he we get the title swap. Remember they leveled up the title so the old Atlantic Championship is gone. Yep. Now it is the international title. Jump ahead a little bit. So the All Atlantic Championship goes away. Really 
the AEW International Champion, putting the title on the line here tonight. <laughs> what do you think about like the fact that they had him like during his entrance exchange titles? I like that. It's kind of cool, right? Because usually when like when they redesign a title, you just see the guy show up with boom, new title. That really felt like christening a new belt, basically. Yeah, no, I really liked it. They did a really good job with that. Title on the line here tonight, and there has been nobody. Orange Cassidy, that's a beautiful title. player like Jeff Jarrett one-on-one -on -one in his career, but Tony, my opinion that that knee is a hunt. I mean, not, not only was it the guitar... Fucking Jarrett, man. <laughs> Yep. Dude looks like he has not lost a single beat. Come on. I'm not mocking his lazy kicks as the line. I didn't know who to root for during this, honestly, at this point. It's like, <laughs> like, I can't. Damn you for putting me in this situation, AEW. You sons of bitches. <laughs> Like I want them both to win. I just I'm so angry. No, I wanted them both to lose. I was on the opposite side of the spectrum. Oh. Like I've had enough of Orange Cassidy's run and I really don't need to see Jeff Jarrett with that title. So I don't know what was worse. Nice jawbreaker counter. Sanjay Jones up with the referee. Getting momentum bouncing off the ropes. There was not a lot of Ah, ref bump. Zebra down. Now's your chance. Sanjay slips in the guitar, but here's Aubrey. You think I didn't see that shit? Give me that guitar. Oh, I love Aubrey. I love how, she, how on point she is with everything. Don't you fucking fuck with me. I saw the guitar. Hey, I see you with the guitar too. <laughs> Yo, that girl is a treat. Oh my god. See, bro, that's how you keep up. On still because of the other fucking ref who meant to fuck him over, but not enough. False finish, folks. They're just dying to break a guitar. Damn, the best friends took so long to get out here. What were they naked backstage? Pretty man. And Cassidy Ritanka, he is so invincible, man. He's so absurdly invincible. Motherfucker, hold on that title for his dear life. It's the outcasts. Powerhouse Hobbs puts his TNT championship. I like that name. And the outcasts here, these three ladies, they're awesome. Okay. Awesome? That's what I said. Let me tell you all a story. Once upon a time, the grass was greener here until a couple of bitches came along and pissed all over that grass. What do we do with bitches that aren't housebroken? AEW is our house. I'm a miracle! <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Quoting it, I'm a miracle. <laughs> Just the champion came an inch. 
interim champion. Interim. Just the interim, not the real champion. But your current champion literally cheated to beat me and you loved it. Loved it. We are the outcasts and we ain't going anywhere. Not going anywhere, baby. Exactly, they've heard enough. So we're going to come back to this one because you heard that Soraya said that it was totally worth the fine. You hear about yes, that? Yes, because she said something I didn't expect to be a word he'd get fined for. From a bunch of stinky twats. <laughs> yep, that was a TBS yes. fine, buddy. I don't think she cares. She has a lot of money. Worth it. You know, Tony Khan doesn't control that. You said twats. I'm dynamite. <laughs> I love this faction so much. Because oh. their whole genesis is on the thing I hate that wrestling fans do when they want something and then turn on you once they get it. That is great. Yeah, Riho had a fucking How pipe. How hasn't gotten one Riho coming to save you? But she's coming with a pipe. Okay, like yeah, she see that with a now. Pipe. Is the isn't, that, isn't that the weirdest thing? The pipe's almost as big as she is. Yeah, you better leave if she came with a fucking pipe. Look at that. Yeah, bitch, I might be small, but I can still swing, ho. <laughs> That's how we handle things in Japan after hours. Anyway. Let's go let's go back to this for a bit. I don't know what's going on anymore. Oh, I sold candies. I sold t-shirts. I put up the ring for a long time to get where I am. That's that's Streets of Rage Pipe King champion, A trios champion. Become the TNT champion. Well Hobbs challenge of accepted. Hi. Our house Hobbs will be Ray Phoenix and then one week from tonight. Blue House of Black. They're so over, right? Oh, it's so good to have them back. AEW World Trios title three-way match. The House of Blacks, Brody King, Buddy Matthews, and Malachi Black defending the championship, being accompanied by Julia Hart, along with against the Leafs, Kenny Omega, Matt and Nick Jackson, being accompanied by Brandon Cutler, and of course, Nakazawa. And then you have the Jericho Appreciation Society's Chris Jericho, Daniel Garcia, and Sammy Guevara. And Jericho's dad's in the crowd. AEW trio titles on the line. Form of mayhem, and I loved it. Yeah, I keep telling you, man, the trio should be the main event. I'm glad they were tonight. They deserve it because, like, it's there's so many. First of all, there's so many trios in AEW, so you're never gonna run out of fresh challenges. And some of these trios, like these three, stylistically match up like Christmas together. Let's have be a bitch and the one that freaking House of Black has the biggest guy in the match and Brody King. For this town of this area. Omega. Oh my god. Here we go. Watch out. Oh, the House of Black 
<laughs> ruin the fun. Surprise, <laughs> motherfucker. Jericho. Yo, he messes up the backbreaker. Jericho oh, like falls he died and down fell down. back and I was like, oh shit, you leaned in too deep. That's that for that thing kills me every time. Look at that, everything was nuts. Mm-hmm. And what I love about matches like this, especially when everybody works well together, I'm just waiting for shit to hit the fan. Because, like, you know, eventually all hell is going to break loose. Yeah, Kenny hitting his Snapdragons looks solid as always. I've heard an a, a interesting debate about what's the more overstable, the leader of the bloodline. That's kind of rough, isn't it? That's a really tough call to make. Because they're both over for two different reasons. V trigger. Great job by Garcia. Kenny. Snapping. Snapdragon suplex. I love how safe Kenny's snapdragons are. Like they're really low to the ground, so you're not gonna have a hard a hard high impact when you come up. What's up, George? George says bloodline. Of course, because the bloodline's not in AEW. <laughs> it's really hard for me to choose, to be honest. See, the reason I could say the Elite is that there's a whole company that exists because they're here. If the Elite didn't exist, AEW wouldn't exist. But the bloodline has the fact that the family even goes beyond the faction. But the Elite as a faction has been sustainable across multiple places before there was even an AEW. They were Ring of Honor. They were New Japan. They were PWG. Yeah. They were everywhere, you know? Like, they have a, they, they've been around longer. And they managed to maintain that time with, with there really never being a point where it's like, oh, I wonder if things are a little rough for the elite. No, things always been business as usual. Cold breakered him out of that freaking Melsa driver. The, this is the reason why I think that the trio should be the main focus of the company. It makes such a great main event. Like, look at the, all this mayhem and everything going together beautifully. There's so many moving parts and all the parts work together. Perfect. Isn't that interesting? That is a sight. <laughs> that is a sight, boys and girls. The enemy of my enemy is my frenemy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> Quote it. <laughs> oh, got got, I ain't got that kind of time. <laughs> the enemy of my enemy is my friend of me. 
I'm half tempted to really try to. That's what's funny. No, quote it for, for real. It might be useful. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> anyway. Kenny Omega had an uh, off-air promo. I'm going to run that for you guys. I suppose if there's one thing that tonight has taught me, it's to never forget where you came from.
dynamite episode, you know? Yeah, good rampage, good dynamite. They did good this week. Yeah. I don't really have anything to complain about with them. All right, well, I think it's time for another break. And then when we come back, we still have NXT to cover Monday Night Raw. Is there anything besides NXT and Raw? Weekly wise? Nope, that's it. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we have NXT Raw. Of course, we still have more news to discuss, a few more stories at least. So we'll take another break and we will be right back. Hang tight. Got a mouthful of something to say? Let the guys know. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to us on YouTube. TalkBrunch.com People on the internet are mad about something. Breaking news. That's new. This is probably the part of our show where we get a little bit edgy and controversial. Trigger warnings, listener discretion, all of that advised for the heated stories that are coming up. Okay, so... Let me make sure I have all of my facts straight here first before we dive into <laughs> oh, this god. one. I'm looking at it on the program. Oh my god. It's definitely one of those. But you know what? I always kind of... I'm not going to act like... I, I look forward to hoping that there's something with a little spice to it every week. I'll try to put this in some sort of an order. So this this guy, yes, that's on the screen. The tweet. Valentina Fer- Valentina Faraz of WWE liked this tweet. It's a politician basically quoted saying Men who want to be women are taking the place of real women. So, uh, I guess after this, somebody uh, responded to her. And uh, they basically said NXT superstars are in the public eye all the time and everything they do online can be seen by fans. Watchful fans of Valentina noticed that she liked an insensitive post and now she's coming forward to address her actions. And then uh, she comes forward afterwards and she says, sorry, I think you misunderstood. I already explained to you that I have no prejudice with anyone. Everyone has a free will to do what they want. Now, I don't like that you go there and share a photo and keep saying a lot of things. I have more to do. I don't want to be rude. I want I won't talk about it anymore. You can say whatever you want. I won't answer you anymore. The best thing is silence. 
And then she goes on to say, I am here to apologize for what happened on my Instagram. I support and protect trans rights. I support respect, love, and peace. Love always outcomes hate and prejudice. I mean, yeah, she doesn't want to be fucking canceled for one. You know, for liking this is the number one thing. Whether she agrees is a completely different story. But she did not want to be part of the fucking woke cancel culture. So she smartened up. Any thoughts before we continue? No? Nothing? Did we lose Destin? We literally did. Yeah, he's not in the stream right now. I guess he must have had an issue. But yeah, so that story came forward. You see my bot court, you George, you gotta be careful in the room with that. But yeah, so there's a few comments here that I wanted to go over. There's Dave Wally, who said women have fought and struggled for years for their place in sports. I'm sure most of them are unhappy are not happy with men dominating women's sports. Everyone should live their lives as they choose, but stay in your own lane when it comes to competing in women's sports. Another person here says, I'm again, I'm just reading comments, general comments. There's ringside news comments. Men who want to be women are taking the place of real women. That's not transphobic. That's the truth. Whether you agree or disagree. And someone else said, people need to realize my opinions don't stop where your feelings start. I am allowed to like or not like anything I want to. That includes gay, trans, black, foreign, white, alien kids, dogs, food. It really doesn't matter. Granted, she's a celebrity, so she's under the microscope more, but still so stupid. She's human. She has feelings, thoughts, etc. Just like every single person. Then we have another person that says, never apologize to the mob. It'll never be enough for them. You've got to stand up for your beliefs. The truth is that men cannot be women and women cannot be men. Stop affirming lies. It's like telling an alcoholic to keep drinking and buying them a keg. Stop feeding mental illness. Again, just reading from the comment section here. I didn't pick any out. I just read all of them. Just went down the line here. Uh, No, right? I'm leaving my own opinion completely out of this. We're here reporting unbiased in regards to that story. But I'm just saying that there seems to be a general consensus that's being ignored in there, if you will. As always. Welcome back, sir. Okay, here we go. But yeah. Did you catch most of that story? We have to recap you. Yeah, uh, catch, catch me up on the beginning. So she got heat for liking that, that tweet. Yeah, and see, that's that's not surprising. Because, you know, once you like something like that, you're immediately just, you hate this, you hate that. You can't, you know, you ever notice how you can't like something just because it's funny? And I just gave you on our chat room so you could look over real quick. This is what I read out loud. These were the comments on Ringside News. From people in regards to the story. Yo, I was wondering what all this came of. Good lord. 
Oh, <laughs> can I do the honors and read these ones this time? We read them. That's a, we read them the whole time you were gone. We're catching you. Okay. Up. If you want, you can oh, read them me... again for yourself. Oh, let me see if I can laugh on this one. This for, I love this first one. Women have fought and struggled for years for their place in sports. I'm sure most of them are not happy with men dominating women's sports. Huh. Everyone should live their lives as they chose, but stay in your own lane when done for competing in women's sports. Oh, God almighty. Yeah, it's like four of them. But <laughs> I love this. I love the second one where it's like men who want to be women are taking the place of real women. That's not transphobic. That's the truth. I love that one. Yeah. So like George says, so sick that no one can even like things anymore. Like you can't like another. That's true. Like you can't have an opinion that differs from any other opinion, whether you're aggressive or negative or even in a peaceful. You can't peacefully disagree, which is frightening for our modern day society because people lost the point. The point wasn't to get everybody to agree to the same beliefs and values. That's fucking impossible. Yeah, the, that's never going to be a reality. The, the point, which got lost in translation over years, was to get people to be civil to one another and have civil discourse and not be violent or be pieces of shit or call anybody derogatory names or shame anybody or treat anybody negative. The, the fucking objective was never to get me to believe in your god or believe in your sexual preference or any of that whether i choose to or not the objective was whether we all have differences or belief systems or values for us to all be allowed to state those and have those without being pieces of shit to one another but somehow over time that translated to you have to accept everybody's decisions values gender choices religions and that's simply not the case it's inaccurate you're not supposed to accept everything you're supposed to you know what i mean like you you understand what i'm saying like you're not supposed to accept everything in that way it's supposed to be that we're all supposed to be able to exist civilly with our differences and i yeah, think like that's you don't have issue. to like the same thing but it's okay and it seems just uncommon to just be okay that somebody likes something that you don't like yeah, you could be, I could have a buddy that's a black, I could have a buddy that's a Jew, I could have a buddy that's trans, a Muslim, and gay. And I could say, let's say hypothetically, I could be like, my, it's against my religion to be gay, so I don't believe in that, but he's still my buddy. You know, I don't believe in the Jewish church either, and I'm not, or I don't believe in the Muslim, or the I don't read the Quran. You could have all those differences, but still hang out with all of those people. The problem was never that. The problem in our society was that people would be violent and negative and derogatory toward one another because of those differences instead of just accepting in that sense. So I think that's the main difference, you know, where it's yeah, like for sure you're not supposed like, to force anybody to believe it. If somebody doesn't believe in homosexuality or in, or in gender fluidity or any of that other stuff, it's not really their responsibility to they just have to make sure that they still treat you with respect and that you're still given the same amount of rights, respect, and that they never attack or fucking harass you. But no one has to believe in each other's ways of doing things or ways of being if they don't want to. And that's what's causing there to be that fucking negative kickback that they're getting, you know, that knee jerk reaction. It's like it's it's just weird that we live in an era where. If I like apples and you like oranges, 
all of a sudden I'm fruit Satan because I don't like oranges. Like it doesn't work like that. If I didn't outright say I hate it, I just said I'm not with it. Yeah, you could be not with something. You could not believe in something because of your culture, because of your upbringing. You're allowed to not agree. I guess should be the word. You can accept other people, but you're allowed to disagree. You're you're allowed to fundamentally disagree with the course in life that they've chosen. Whether they say you think that I asked for this or you think I do, you're allowed to fucking disagree. And I think that's the unfair part. And nowadays we're not allowed to disagree in each other's beliefs. You could respect a Muslim person or a Buddhist and not believe in Buddha and not read the Quran, but respect that they're there and that that's their belief and don't tread on their stuff and don't offend them in any way. But you could always still say, but that's not my God. And vice versa. Right. Like, the point what happened to the day when the most you really, the worst thing you would say is like, hey, just don't be like all about it around me or something like that. Like, just like, kind of like, don't impose it upon my life. Like, that's you. Do your thing. That's perfectly fine. That's cool. But like, just don't kind of put it all in my bubble. You know? <laughs> and you're going to come across people who simply don't agree with a trans perspective. That means that they still have to be nice to them. They still have to treat them with the same respect as any other human being. And I'd say still be their friend and not judge them because unless you're going to fuck them, what difference does it make to you what gender they are, or what their sexual preference is anyway? And since you're not going to fuck all your friends, I'd like to think that becomes a very small, small aspect of who they really are, in my opinion. But that doesn't mean that you have to agree with it. That doesn't mean that you have to not agree with it. I think it's a preferential thing so long as it's treated with respect. I could like a different match from Destin in last night's Dynamite, and it doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? Like, he liked one match, and I liked the other as my favorite, and we just kind of move on. That's the same way that religion and, and politics and sexual preference should be treated. Like, you, you're you not going to find everyone that agrees with everything. There are going to be some people who don't agree with trans stuff or homosexuality. Some people don't agree with, with all kinds of stuff, and that's okay as long as they're not fuckers to you, you know? Yeah, don't be a dick about it. That's all, you know? But I, I'm not going to go to the extreme opposite of this cancel woke culture that we have here where you have to agree with the stuff where you're a transphobe or you're a homophobe or you're a disphobe or you're a devil. You could simply choose that it doesn't feel right or it doesn't agree with you or your upbringing or your, or your belief, and you're allowed to have that just as much as they're allowed to have that. So, you know, leave this girl alone for liking a fucking tweet because it doesn't align with your beliefs or your value systems leave this woman alone like really we're gonna attack her because of that she didn't even tweet anything she liked the tweet like now you're looking at the history of shit she likes right good lord like you don't know this person from a hole in the wall why is it that big of a deal <sighs> life don't make no sense no more Anyway, who's looking at people's likes? I mean, if I wanted to give the benefit of the doubt, George, I would say that when you're looking at your default timeline, like say I liked something, there's a possibility that it will disappear in your timeline as something that I gave a like to. I know but in some cases, like with a Twitter, if it's somebody who you're following, it might point them out specifically. 
But that's another thing. Don't call anybody out like that. And don't try to explain to people. Try Like, you're talking to the girl like you're trying to fucking educate her on trans and on this. Like, she she clearly is smart enough to have known what she liked. And it's like, again, her values don't have to align with your own. But that doesn't mean you go and you scold her or you publicly call her out, you know? Imagine if we did that to everybody whose values didn't align with us. Like, hey, this motherfucker's a vegan. There's a vegan over here. Fucking vegan. Like, what are you doing? Eat a steak, you piece of shit. Like, see, that's what y'all do. <laughs> and then tagging other vegans in it. <laughs> like, what are you doing? It doesn't matter. But There's then it's of- like if somebody, then it's like if the tables are turned and somebody does that to them, all of a sudden they in the wrong. And it's like, no, it doesn't work like that. I have tons of values that don't don't that don't align with anyone, and I've and. There are tons of values that we do align with. You know, there's tons of values that people have that don't align with me. It works all kinds of ways for people. It doesn't make sense anymore. That's why you see people like me and Rick where like the circles of friends are small. (laughs) Because there's very few people that meet the criteria of just not being irritating anymore. Well, that and I'm married. I'm constantly fucking pumping out content to the point of exhaustion. You know. These things all See, <laughs> I'm so mad that my brain jumped ahead because just because it's you, once you got the pump and everything stopped for me. <laughs> you know, so again, you know, there's that too. Anyway, next story Brad Maddox has reappeared. <laughs> uh, our resident cameraman. He was on wrestling with Rip Rogers. I mean,. I hate to have to bring it up, and there's no positive way to bring it up, but if anyone remembers who Brad Maddox was when Soraya, a.k.a. Page's sex tape, leaked. Where she was the first one. Where she was with Xavier Woods and another guy. The other guy, sometimes holding the camera while Soraya and Woods go at it, was Maddox. The only difference between the three people in this was that Soraya went on to just take it on the chin eventually and just go on to obviously be successful Xavier Woods was completely bulletproof from the whole fucking thing and Maddox was never to be seen again the moment that that sex tape leaked the motherfucker disappeared into the ether yeah he did do more than hold the camera we, we were just saying that he was also at times holding the camera we get it man we get it anyway he was on the uh, wrestling with Rip Rogers I remember you as like showing up and being the face of freaking WWE. How did, how the hell did that happen? Man, that's kind. I mean, well, you, you were all over the place, dude. I couldn't believe it. Like, you were everywhere. I was like, this mother's like, on well, with Bischoff. That's funny because you said he said you look like Bischoff. Yeah. Then you're on there with Bischoff. You're on there with Triple H. You're on there with Stephanie. You're on there with all the top stars, man. Like, you were, you couldn't turn that show on without, without seeing you. I did have a good run, did I? Yeah, I, see, I didn't appreciate any of it, man. Not not a bit of it. I wanted to I wanted to work. Yeah, yeah. They, they brought me up. That they, they needed. Cena was supposed to work CM Punk, but Cena got hurt, so they had to throw Ryback in the title picture at Hell in a Cell that that one year. And Ryback wasn't ready, but they didn't want him to lose, so they brought me up in that referee gimmick. Oh, that's so right. That I could, so that I could heal on. On Ryback, I forgot about that. Yeah. So then I, so I had to be a referee for my first three months up there, and and I just, 
I, I didn't really embrace it. I, I was one of the stories where they just kind of lost their way a little bit. I got I got caught up in some things. Now I'm sure you know the news. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Hold on. Did he mean to do that? <laughs> Tell me. I'm not fucking ready for this shit, man. Hold on. <laughs> First of all, there's so much to unpack here. The fucking level of awkward silence. You could hear a pin drop, bro. Like Rip Rogers and this Von Lilas guy didn't want to say shit. They weren't going to be like, oh, yeah, I know. Like, look, they try. <laughs> they. <laughs> you know that face when, oh like, you know it and the guy you're talking to knows it, but you're like, who's going to be the first one to say it? Yo, dude, I've never seen them turn to stone. Look at them. They lose color and everything. They just don't. They don't want to. It's so uncomfortable. Watch how uncomfortable <laughs> they are. And Ryback wasn't ready, but they didn't want him to lose. It's such so an awkward silence, too. Watch. Gimmick oh, that's so right. That I could, so that I could heal on, on Ryback. I forgot about that. Yeah. So then I so I had to be a referee for my first three months up there. And and I just, I, I didn't really embrace it. I, I was one of the stories where they just kind of lost their way a little bit. I got, I got caught up in some things. Now, I'm sure you know the news. It's fairly old at this point, right? I assume it, you know. I think. Uh, it, it was it was kind of that that time period when I got. So I, I had a porn addiction, and then that cascaded into a sex addiction, and that was a whole a whole thing for me that was just very mind mind consuming. So I wasn't very focused at, at right at the time when I should have been. And then I'm going up there as a referee, and I'm having to carry a, a walkie-talkie around, and you, my my ego is just—you had a making porn addiction. Too big, and oh didn't, my God. didn't fully take advantage of opportunities. I don't think. Big gold. You know, the only thing that would have been better if it would have been like, yeah, again, you know the news. I just wanted to be like, no, what happened? <laughs> yeah, they should have, right? Like instead of they let them, they let them go easy. Like what a poor interview! Like I would have been like, I would have been like, well, I I don't really know, but you you might want to tell for whoever doesn't really know. You know, I would have done. I would have. There's no way I would have just. They glossed over literally without us explaining. This this drop is fucking useless because it doesn't have. It's out of. It's it's devoid of the context required for you to even understand why this would be significant. You see what I mean? They just went. We did. You know, a thing happened. You guys already know, and they kind of went, "Yeah, I know." And it was because I was addicted to porn and sex, so we know it has something to do with that. But he just kind of—you got to elaborate for the people. I think that that's not everybody, fucking, was, not everybody was watching at that time. That's we don't an know. excuse, man. That's a cop-out excuse. You just made a sex tape with a hot chick that was in wrestling, and it got out. So what? Like, see what I mean? I, I hate I when they don't. A British chick with my black friend on camera. Like, <laughs> I mean, when you say it like that, it sounds cooler. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That was an international fuck. We had a black guy and a British girl. We out here doing it. <laughs> but you know, I, it, just own it, man. You had a you, you had an opportunity to bang her, and you had a threesome thing going on there, and you got busted. So what? I got second generation tank. Why do you? How come whenever somebody gets caught doing something, they gotta be addicted to sex or addicted to something? You fucked up. That's what happened. You fucked and then fucked up. I think by default, 
everyone's addicted to sex you know it's literally the 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 uh the one action that continues our species into the next generation it's a it's a huge part of all of nature so it's just weird for someone someone says they have sex addiction i call bullshit you just got you, you fucked up and now you're gonna like lean on that a little bit because think about it when's the last time somebody got caught doing something with sex that they didn't have an addiction they were just like oh i was just i decided i was just fucking you know, then you got them people out there that miss their kids' funeral for them. Yeah. No. Like, like aside from Russell Brand, almost everybody, no one really owns their shit. That's true. <laughs> you right. Or I guess Johnny Depp, too, you know? You don't have no fucking sex addiction. You just got caught with a sex tape that had you in it. I fucking love George right now. George over there, you forgot your iCloud password. Get over it. Use a different phone to record it, not that hard. Yeah. Stop trying to make it seem like you need help. You're trying to get sympathy because you got caught doing something naughty. Like, you, that's just a way for you to make us feel bad. Like, oh, I had an addiction to sex. Oh, you poor thing. Are you okay? I, I think you... It insults addiction to me. And I know this is a controversial hot take, but it insults addiction to me. There's fucking heroin addictions and crazy shit out there. You have addiction with getting laid? Are you kidding me? There's no cold turkey for that. <laughs> You're not going to go through any kind of withdrawals. I don't know, man. Some people out there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Disclaimer, I have no... Nation, right? <laughs> disclaimer, I have no professional background in, in, in this. Go seek a professional <laughs> if you think that you are suffering from... A sex addiction, but I don't think there's such yeah, a thing. Yeah, right unless it's one of those thing. jobs that has a thing against like couples in the workplace. No big deal. A few people. There was that one. We don't want to say his name on here, but you guys who's interested, there was that one British guy we talked about on here years ago, who he got caught doing a few things, and he had to say he was a sex addict. It was like, no, you fucked up. But not a sex addict. You just have to bend the knee. At least that's the way I see it. Yeah. But. Yeah. Brad Maddox, ladies and gentlemen. After all these years, nice to see you still alive. Damn. I'm sure I'm sure there's a lot more stuff that happens. Many wrestlers, when that whole thing leaked, said that if there was, if they had the technology back then that they had now, there'd be all kinds of shit on the internet that the girls were doing. You know? Like, oh god, they would they would be as fast to use the technology we have today as I'd be to use a fucking time machine to go back to that time if it was one here, you know. <laughs> like they would have that level of speed. Should be quick. Mm-hmm. I'd be out. But yeah, Brad Maz, what do you think? I mean, I guess that's it. He said that he took it for granted. I don't think that the door's still open. I'm gonna assume. No, I couldn't imagine. Like, even if it was, like, where where would they put him? I mean, he was a general manager at one point, right? They were really using him. Yeah, I mean, I guess NXT doesn't have, like, an authority figure running around. Everybody just does their own thing, but yeah. I guess, fuck it. Let's group all of the big... 
controversial stories into one block because next we're going to talk about john cena's opinion on vince mcmahon's allegations yay So Cena was asked about the allegations, and when he spoke to the Associated Press, he's quoted as saying, everyone has a right to their perspective. I have a right to mine. When you love somebody, you take them as imperfectly perfect as they are. We all make mistakes. We all have poor decisions. Lord knows I've made my collection of poor choices. That doesn't mean I'm not going to love somebody. There's no way I can go on record and say I don't love Vince McMahon. So what do you think? That was controversial. I was like, I mean, hey, Vince is kind of giving him, in an extent, the life he has now because he took a chance on him. Like, I, I'm like, enough enough. And no matter what happens with somebody, when they've done that much for your life, you're kind of like you're, you're almost on instinct going to stand by them. It's kind of it's kind of hard not to. <laughs> As you know, Pandemonium was a 2017 biopic based on the life of Vince McMahon. Bradley Cooper was set to play the role, but while speaking during a recent interview with the film's project directors John Requa and Glenn Ficarra, they said Pandemonium is dead. Sadly. And Rekwa went on to say, Vince killed it. So yeah, we are on a very long list of people who got fucked over by Vince. So. Oh God. So I guess without Vince McMahon's approval, I guess he must have put the kibosh on it. I didn't know it worked that way. Yeah, that's interesting. They need involvement and approval from WWE Studios and ultimately the approval of Vince himself. And he didn't give his blessing for the project to move forward. It's apparently what happened here. Yeah, I guess because they'd have to add a lot more to that now. It would need a sequel. (laughs) Maybe two. Definitely one. All right. Is it Raw or is it NXT? We got down to our last two shows to review. You know what? Let's flip it. NXT. Okay. NXT comes to you as always from the Performance Center in Orlando, Florida. that I was going to teach my son to be the best man that he can be. It's WrestleMania season. 15 months ago, my story ended on a cliffhanger. Grayson Waller took out the heart and soul of NXT. That's why I gave you a gift, Grayson. So I sat back and I watched you, Grayson. What did you do? You started disrespecting these people. You started disrespecting NXT. 
NXT is my home. You guys know exactly. Johnny, Grayson's at your house. They're both Grayson Waller's at his house. Home invasion storyline. He's making spaghetti. No one is I like this. Hours away. What are you gonna do until then? Uh, you hungry? I could eat. Boys, pretty deadly. The NXT, NXT Tag Team Title Match: Gallus's Mark Coffey and Wolfgang defending against Pretty Deadly's Elton Prince and Kit Wilson. Oh, this was a good one. Two of my favorite tag teams in NXT right now. <laughs> For two sure. completely different reasons. <laughs> oh, shit. If this ain't polar opposites, though, but no, this was a good match. Very solid stuff. I kind of like, though, the fact that, like, Gallus showed up and their NXT UK pedigree by itself. They shot him straight to the top. Yeah, because they seem to be making a lot of NXT UK talent make the jump from over over on that that former brand to here, you know? Yeah, they're picking all, like, the top ones, too, which is great. Like, I haven't really seen even Axiom, formerly known as A-Kid. He was up there. Mm. So, like, they, 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 they're definitely picking very carefully with the ones that they bring over. Yeah, for sure. Like, I'm pretty sure everybody they've brought over, well, with the exception of Isla Dawn, has been a former champion. And it's surprising that she wasn't, you know? Right. She got close. <laughs> the only reason she wasn't is because Kaylee Ray was champion at the time. So. Oh, God. This was so fun. Yeah. These teams have great chemistry with one another. You could tell they fought a lot when they were in the NXT UK brand. That's probably why they brought them oh, over. Oh, yeah. They went at it quite like a bit. Because it's already an automatic act, you know? Yeah, they're very they were they're all very familiar with each other like the, the, the good thing about having a lot of these uk guys coming over you're gonna see a lot of cases of guys getting matched up that really can't have bad matches together because they've all wrestled each other so many times gallus boys retained you said covert ops Fallon. Yeah, and you can only see. They really made these guys too cartoony for me. Oh, it's painful. Hold this. Don't worry about it. Hold this. Clean, You ever think to just try the door handle there? There's a safe back here. What the hell? NXT Women's Championship qualifying match? I'm Brooks. I hope we're wrong about this one, man. You mean like this one? Bingo! Bust that thing open, girl. Operation Boyfriend. Ongoing. Well. Call home, speak to Mom and Zach. Well, yeah, she told the truth about one thing. Yeah, it's good. Drinks with Sebastian. Who's Sebastian? Bitch! Hey, maybe they're just in a, like a work relationship, like co-workers or something. Thanks for the date. It was truly an unforgettable night. Sebastian? You have got to be kidding me. That's it. That's all we need. Oh, we got... All right, let's go. Let's roll. After numerous tests, Roxanne's health is still in question. Starting tonight, there will be a series of qualifying matches with the winners advancing to stand and deliver to compete to become the NXT Women's Champion in a ladder match. That's so weird. I think I see where Sean's going with this. Well, where is he going with this? I think what's, what's going to happen 
even though he's starting this part by doing a, doing a ladder match, mm-hmm. I think what's going to happen is whoever wins this match, Roxanne's going to fight them to unify the title so we have an undisputed champion. Like the old, I feel I feel like he's going for the old uh, Shawn Michaels Razor Ramon thing. Interesting. NXT Women's Champion in a ladder match. NXT Women's Title Qualifying Match: Zoe Stark versus Sol Ruka. These two are great, man. Dude, I <laughs> I can't wait till they get to Raw or SmackDown. You know. Oh my god. <laughs> this was probably my favorite match of the whole night because it was awesome. Yeah. Like Zoe Starks is a friggin' powerhouse. Soul Ruka is incredible with the stuff she can do in the ring. Yeah, Zoe's always been laying her shit in. Soul for the little bit of time that she's been here has really come along really great, you know? And she probably has the most viral looking finisher out of anybody in WWE right now. Mm-hmm. Look at that. That's crazy. <laughs> It's 1-1 with the two of them as far as matches that they've had. Do it again. And what was this? Was this? Are we attacking? Are we getting attacked by Soundwave? The fuck? Hey, they're turning it back to Reggie. Yeah. Are they? I hope so. Is that what that meant? How did you get that from that? What is this? Because you could notice he had the script mask. And he, he and the way the way the way he's interacting with it, it seems like he's getting rid of the mask. But then why does he have a robot voice? Oh fuck if I know, because they still think we don't know that's Reggie. <laughs> what a stupid idea. <laughs> it's like you could have just had him just be Reggie. NXT Women's Tag Team Number One Contender Triple Threat Match. You already know the teams. You just heard her. <laughs> we get a you get a heel turn here. Yeah, I didn't see this coming at all. Yeah, Tatum Paxley turns on Ivy Nile. He said, "I don't need this shit." I got coolest strong friends. Yeah, once again, everybody in this action. match works. Screw it. That's a good thing with NXT. You don't see people who don't work well in any of matches. No, definitely not. a team of uh of Isla Dawn and um Alba Fire. I really like it. I think it's really solid. I'm amazed that they were never on a team before this. Look at that, right? Yeah, they've always fought each other. I like that. I expect that to come out with a tag, and no. We were never a team, and it turns it back on a. Done. That's the end of that team. Forever. But yeah, I really do like Isla Dawn and Alba Fire. They're fantastic. That works really well. It's such a cool visual scene. I love that she came back. (laughs) 
speak of the devil. You know, I love Alba Swanton. No, they are the number one contender. They're probably going to win it. They need to. Hold on. Because he has new music. You know what I like about his new music? I'll show. I'll do it after we run it. He, he's like such a maestro of ass whippings anyway, you know what I mean? Like, that's the symphony he puts on your ass, you know? That's what <laughs> I love about his entrance, is that he, he orchestrates his own song. Like, he... He's the maestro of kicking ass. <laughs> you know? Oh my god. Like it's just it's gotta be a nightmare having him on that roster because we've already established long ago. Elia don't give a fuck about his physical safety. <laughs> nope, not at all. That's the scariest shit to have to deal with. Somebody who don't got no problem hurting himself. My career, WWE has been life-changing. We have had opportunities that we never felt happening. But with every success, there was a blemish. Every step I take, there has been JD McDonough cut my legs out from under me. I have no choice. To continue my ascension in NXT, I need to rid myself, JD McDonough, once and for all. Please do not come out here. We're a lot more alike than we are different. My obsession with you, you drove me out of the UK. Look in the mirror, you can't quit me. Pain makes the difference in my life. I'm here to tell you that you could not be more wrong. That's the way things work around here. But it's also the reason that you're standing in that ring with no title over your shoulder. Either you and me are destined to do this for a long time together. No, 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 because I promise this will end next week. Because when I'm through with you, fluids that spells out, here lies the Irish ace. I'm going to commit it to memory, because like a scalpel in my eye. Oh, we heard the NXT universe coming. They really hate each other if that wasn't conveyed. <laughs> You know what I love about this? What? I, right here, I thought the segment was over. Well, wow, this is this is brilliant. You're <laughs> <Still> going. <laughs> like I just love. I thought they moved on to Wesley. You know, like I was like, oh shit. 
Watch the way that was cut. That was brilliant. I thought that was it. Look at Wesley. And then he gets involved. Hey! That was a brawl. I love it. So much chaos. Yeah! Clearly not over the win-loss record of Chase University. Things are everything, and people are going to judge us by that. It doesn't matter which field or sport you're in. Anybody who's worth a damn believes that. But then Chase U was born. For the first time ever, it became about so much more than what the record books say. Chase U is more than buildings and books and desks. It's where students can come to learn and grow and prepare for their future. Before Chase U, you were happy just skating by. You are living and dying with every single win and loss. Think about before. You were the guy that was just happy to deal cards at the poker table. So you might think Chase U's done nothing for you. Just maybe. Chase U's done more for you than anything else in your entire life. Dun, dun, dun. This place is like a palace. You are living the high life, Johnny. You're in a dangerous neighborhood. What if you left the door unlocked? I'm gonna go check that out, just in case, you know? Do a favor. Grayson Waller may be asking for a fight he's not ready for, but look at all these superstars. Yeah, so this I like, uh -huh. just because, like, when you have, like, a bunch of people who all want the title shot, that's how it should look. Yeah, they're all trying to run out the door to get the title shot, right? Like, not one at a time, like, no, fuck it, everybody's going. Because my career is, is really exciting. It's, it's really emotional. I came here to be a great example of the spirit of Lucha Libre. That Dragon League is special. And después de lo que acabo de ver con ese Open Challenge, believe me, I'm going to love it here. Nice to meet you. You as well. Dragon Lee. Busy Jane, last week your longtime best friend turned bitter rival Gigi Dolan defeated you. Gigi Dolan did absolutely nothing last week. She's not one tenth as good as I am. She did beat you at Roadblock. Mackenzie, why don't you report real news, real facts? One minute into the match last week, Gigi Dolan separated my shoulder. Because she couldn't handle me at 100%, she had to take a shortcut. I could barely even lift my arm in that match, let alone lift it right now. She's even more pathetic than I thought she was. Gigi, I'm going to be thinking of you and what you did to me. And when I return, I promise I'm going to break your heart and your face again. Jason James. Focus on revenge. Apollo! Against Daba Kato. Commander Aziz. The feud we never knew we wanted. Because <laughs> we didn't want it. Spoken into the universe, and I regret every second of it. It's colossal next to Cruz. Like, good God. Did he ever explain why he came for Apollo? I don't think he did. That's so silly. Yeah, this this was just the Apollo Cruz Ash Woman segment of the week. Like, yeah, he came to NXT to lose to another rookie. Nice angle slam there. Yeah. 
Yo, know, Cruz can't catch a break on the main roster or NXT. Ain't this a bitch? Nope. Four guys will make it a fatal five-way. Dan and deliver, all right? You pick the four. We got a deal? We do that. I appreciate you, sir. NXT Women's Title Qualifying Match. I never wanted Gigi to win a match so bad just because I'm like, you really don't like Kiana. I don't Kiana. know what it is about Kiana where I'm like, eh. No presence, lack of presence with her. Yeah, she just exists. Like, like I don't like people who just exist. Like, like Gigi has a presence to her. Even if you didn't know her as Priscilla Kelly on the indie, she still has like a presence. We didn't drag her out of the ring. That shit was crazy. Johnny Gargano home invasion time. Yeah, rake his ass. Oh, he broke the rake. Oh, you're making a baby cry. See, if this is the attitude over here, we came out and thwacked her over the back and she would have slumped over with the baby. And then he would have super kicked the baby. He took up the whole family and we just get to like... You saw the bear movie without me. I'll watch it with you like. Hello? Who the hell were you, Fallon? Yeah, we kept calling you because these redhead ladies. I didn't even know you had a qualifying match tonight. I'm not passing up an opportunity at the NXT Women's Championship. Now we have to deal with Alba and Isla. That's stand and deliver. What do you mean? You and Kian defend your titles against Alba and Isla because they won a triple threat match earlier, and that's why we were trying to call you. You need to handle it. Oh, it will be handled. Yeah. They better get on It's the contract signing. Well, I guess it's just going to be us. I mean, I don't think this is going to be like any other contract signing, but you're about to change my mind, man. As your hosts oh my God. stand and deliver. But don't mind us, guys. You'll hardly know we're here. Please. You've carried that NXT championship with all the weight that comes with it. But listen, April 1st, it's a changing of the guard, man, because I'm taking that championship. Respectfully, at stand and deliver, coming in second to me. All right, well, I, I don't agree with that last bit, but what I do agree with, Jan, you made the North American title the A championship because you knew that you weren't ready for this yet. I want to face the mellow that beat Ricochet. 
I want to face the mellow in his heart and his freaking soul knows that you're ready. Because on April 1st, gonna be a first for everything, my man. I don't want Braun Breaker with all the anger management issues. I don't want Braun that's smiling on all the posters. I don't want him. Leave him at home. When you give me everything you got, and it's still not good enough. I don't just say this because it sounds good, Braun. I say this because it's true. You gotta show me that it means something. I, I, hey! I, sorry, 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 sorry. This is 18 months in the making, all right? Unified titles, and you've unified titles as well. Okay, you've almost had that championship for two years. There is a lot of eyes on this match, so I know that I stand and deliver, I'm gonna deliver. I just need to make sure that you are too. I guess something's gotta give then, my dude. Oh. I'm not giving an inch, Braun. Championship at Strange and Deliver. Where are you going? Where are you going? There's some drama, please. Give the people what please. they want. Oh, oh, there it is. Oh. There's your drama. Who will be the NXT champion? 590,000 viewers, 0.15 in the 18 to 49 demographic, down from 624,000 with a 0.17 from the previous week. Sad face. NXT, still very physical brand. They're doing one. better than Rampage, so that's something. Yeah, I guess there's that. <laughs> Can't take that from them. <laughs> All right. Well, we still have to talk about Raw, and we have news with the Bellas leaving WWE. So, that's going to be coming up after the break. Hang tight. And we are back. So, what's up with the... Yeah, what's up with the Bellas, huh? This shit came out of left field. Like, not even left field, like the other park over. Alright, well, let's see what we got going on. I know that they are, their contracts are up with WWE. And they released a video basically saying, uh, that they were moving on to the next chapter. There's a few things we have to look at over here. Let's start with that video. This next chapter of our lives is about taking it to the next level, owning who we are, being unapologetically us, and fiercely walking through that open door. So that's the Nikki and Bree show, I guess, that they're starting. And they another one. Yeah, and then they announced shortly after that that they're leaving WWE and that they were going back to their own names. Yep, they're now the Garcia twins. 
Nikki and Brie Bella are leaving the WWE. The twins officially announced their departure on their Sirius XM show Tuesday, noting that they'll now go by their real last name, Garcia. Our listeners and everyone in the world right now is asking why? Why? Nikki went on to explain that dropping their Bella identities was difficult, but the pair feel it's time to embrace a new chapter in their lives as they look ahead to turning 40 in November. And her sister agreed. I'm so excited to close that chapter on Brie Bella, put that book to the side, and open up a new one and yeah. see what Brie Garcia is gonna do next. Nikki and Brie both signed with the WWE in 2007 and made their in-ring debut that year as the Bella Twins. The sisters have since become phenoms in the sports and entertainment world. Brie is mom to two children with her husband, Daniel Bryan, while Nikki welcomed son Mateo in July 2020 with Dancing with the Stars pro Artem Chikvintsev, whom she went on to marry in August last year. Nikki and Brie yeah, Bella. So that is pretty wild, right? Just yeah. It. Yeah, so they spoke a little bit about it on uh, the Nikki and Brie show, which I'm going to link you guys to the entire episode because it's a few hours. We're going to just play the bullet points here in regards to uh, what they had to say. Our listeners and everyone in the world right now is asking why? 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 You had this amazing name that you got from your grandfather, Pop-Pop, who'd always call us Bella. my Bellas, my mm. Bellas. And so why after 17 years is that gone? Brie and I, almost 40, we're going to be 40 in November. We're mothers, we're entrepreneurs, we're executive producers, we're starring now, we're hosting shows. And when our contract, yeah, and when our contract came up with WWE, mutually we all knew like that we just needed to head into this new chapter, and we are so grateful for the past seventeen years. I have learned so much in and out of that ring. I have traveled all over the world. I have an incredible fandom from over a hundred and forty-six countries. Is it? Oh gosh, yeah. And it's been amazing. And you know, this is a part of relationships. Whether they're business, whether it's love, this is relationships in life. And sometimes you come to this part of your life where you're like, let's go separate ways. This doesn't mean it's forever, but we just know that it's right. And it doesn't mean it's bad either. Because I no. feel like when things like this happen, everyone wants to look for the negative or what happened? It had to be something crazy. It wasn't. It was actually something beautiful. And and I just want to say... And thought about for a while. And thought about for a while. This has been years coming. And, and I have to say, I just want to thank Brie Bella. Brie Bella, the character, that the name, all of it, that I have been the last, you know, pretty much almost, I don't know, 16, 17 years. And I want to say thank you to that name because it caused a lot of change in my life and in many lives. And it did a lot of great things for me. But it's really fun to end that chapter. And then now to, yes, almost be 40, but just everyone at some point in your life goes through a new change, a new journey. And I am so excited to close that chapter on Brie Bella put that book to the side and open up a new one and yeah. see what Brie Garcia is going to do next. I am so beyond grateful for Nikki Bella. Nikki Bella, whoa, she empowered me. She inspired me. She truly made me become fearless. And I found so much of what I had inside, but through pain through the childhood or certain things that happened to my life in my life, I lost that person and it took Nikki Bella to bring her out. And so I will always be forever grateful for her and look up to who that person was and still is. 
um, and the road that she has paved and what she's done for women and the youth and will continue to do just as Nikki Garcia. That's right. Um, but I, I'm grateful for it. And, and you know, Bree, you're right. What's so amazing about starting this new chapter and with our our names, our roots, what was from birth, it's it's super empowering because we're betting on ourselves. Like you said, that leap of faith, we are taking that leap of faith. We're reintroducing ourselves after 17 years. Mm. And it shows like you and I have gotten to the point we know our worth. And we know what we've done and what we know where we want to go. And right. we're at the point in our lives that we don't want to hear no. And we've we've worked on that for 17 years. And this marks finally we are putting that we've put that in action a lot but now we're doing it in a different way fully betting on us we know our worth we know our value and that's how we are moving forward and something like that's super exciting and i think it's so great for other people to know yeah when you take that leap of faith and and when you actually bet on yourself when you finally get to the point of doing the work on yourself and you know what you can do right and it's weird because i say freeing and i'm sure a lot of people like what does she mean freeing but there's something really freeing to going back to who you were. It's almost like you get to go back to being kind of like your unfiltered, uncensored self. Like I don't have to apologize. It's who I am. I always hate when I have to apologize or like come and be like, sorry, I, you know, didn't mean to that. No, actually I did. So I think it is. There's something really freeing about it. And I'm really excited for us. And I'm excited for actually, you know, I think everyone gets weird when you change your name or something as if like everything ended, like the world stopped and it's frozen and everything's ended. But actually, Nikki and I have a lot of fun things coming up. A lot. All together, because, you know, we always have to do everything with our army. Always. We are going to create a new name. Hey, they named themselves this past 17 years. Now we got to think of a new name for the next 17 years. Yes, because we're going to need our army with everything coming up with us. So we need to think of a name. Oh, yeah. And we, we'll are, we are all truly a writer day. Of course, everyone starts jumping to conclusions. Maybe they're going to AEW. Right. <laughs> yeah, because they can't just do other stuff that isn't even wrestling. No, they got to be going to AEW. Soraya, of course, welcomed them to freedom. And then a bunch of fans jumped on her. And she basically made it clear that it's not like, you know, being in a contract, whether they treat you good or not, could just be constricting at times. And that doesn't mean that they weren't treated good, which I'm glad she defended herself about that. A lot of people were making a lot of things, trying to throw her into things when she's happy with both WWE and AEW. You know, Soraya's made that abundantly clear over the weekend. So try to stop trying to stir the shit. You think these two ain't Yeah, so who knows what the what their next thing's gonna be. I certainly don't think it's to go to AEW. Like what would they do there? <laughs> it doesn't strike me the direction that the careers are going and just didn't strike me as the next thing being AEW. I mean, not for nothing. They just get to just be moms and aunts and just kinda they have their show, they have their podcast, that's plenty enough. They could just do that. I mean, they're their own brand, so if they did show up, they'd be, they'd be spending, like, astronomical amounts of money to have the two of them. Right. Yeah, best of luck in whatever they decide to do, though. Yep, Nikki and Brie Garcia. Another person whose contract is up and whose tenure is over 
is Saray. Saray has left WWE. I guess they forgot about her long enough that she booked a trip back to Japan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she basically said, no matter what some people might say, I did my best. I'm so glad that I had a chance to go to WWE. Thank you, WWE. Thank you, Saray. Thank you, WWE Universe. And she is gone. What a waste. It felt like she barely got started. They never gave her the push she deserved. That's on them. That one's on them. I blame them for that one. Oh, like a thousand percent on them. And, uh... Got a few other things here. Devon Dudley also departed WWE. As you guys know, he was a producer in WWE. And uh, he announced that he departed ways with them earlier this year, ending his term as a producer. He recently did an interview with Bill Apter where he discussed the reason for his departure with the company. back surgery so for me to try to do matches and things like that as a singles competitor i don't think the body can hold up anymore let's fast forward that was the intro there no hard feelings nothing no go ahead no i said not at all i mean i've, I've had a tremendous run this house that i'm living in right now is definitely due to vince mcmahon paying me the money that he has paid me to take care of you know myself and my family for so many years so there's no bitterness there's no evilness in my heart you know like i said in my tweet which i was rushing and didn't realize that i made some spelling errors <laughs> but um you know i'm very thankful for the mcmahon family um you know vince stephanie uh hunter you know, I can't begin to tell you how much my loyalty is to Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. They were behind me in my corner every step of the way, even during the Reverend Devon days. And I had a very good connection with both both of them. So my love for Triple H and Stephanie is unparalleled. I just I love those guys and I think they I think they're tremendous people. I love how they welcomed me into the family and took care of me for so many years. But, you know, just like your parents not saying that I look at them like my parents, but just like your parents, you always have to go away from the nest and do your own thing. It's time to grow up. And although I'm 50 years old, I'm still growing up. But I think it was just time to go. You know, you, you agreed to disagree on certain things and never had a disagreement with Triple H or Stephanie, but it was other people within the organization. But again, it's okay. Sometimes you outgrow things. You outgrow people. And you gotta move on. So my hat still goes off to the WWE. I love that place. I will always be, I would want to be the brand of WWE walking around with WWE shirts all the time. I love that place. It's my home. All right. So the final question here is fans are always asking me, now that the Dudleys uh, are both no longer in the WWE, what are the chances of Devon get the table? What's the chances of you two teaming up again in the ring? Well, me and Bubba have talked about it. Um, it's not, you know, um, unheard of. You know, I did have major back surgery. So I just took the x-rays today 
and which, which that's going to be sent to my doctor to see if everything is good. And I actually take my MRI tomorrow to make sure that the fusions uh, that took place, uh, everything is still intact. So once I get the okay from that, within the next week or two, I will be able to determine whether I'm going to get back in the ring. It looks very good. It was like, I probably can get back in the ring. Bubba and I, like I said, we've talked about it, but it all depends on my health and well-being. And if I can still do it, then God bless me. And if, I, if the doctor tells me no, then I have to hang it up for good. If Bubba says that uh, he can't for any reason, physically, mentally or whatever, would you go out as a single? No, I think my time like that is over. Again, I had major back surgery. So for me to try to do matches and things like that as a singles competitor, I don't think the body can hold up anymore. You know, I think as a tag team, yes, because I would need kind of like that crutch or somebody to be in my corner with me to help me. Because again, I'm 50 years old, just had back surgery. So I'm not 22, 23 trying to bounce back from that. I'm a little older. So I have to take in consideration that I have to have something there to help me around. And Bubba would be the best partner to do that with. Devon, these days, what are you doing? I mean, are you still training wrestlers? Yes, I'm still training wrestlers at DDA, Devon Dudley Academy, uh, which is right in Winter Park, which is right down the road uh, from the Performance Center. Um, I'm having a great time in doing that, so I'm still active within the business and uh, doing that. We are at Winter Park 2720 Forsyth Road, uh, Winter Park, Florida. So we're right down the road from the uh, PC Center. And as a matter of fact, you know, when I left, I was speaking to Matt Bloom, who is heading uh, the Performance Center, told me, if you have anybody you feel that is worthy enough to come down to the PC and have a tryout, let us know. So that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm trying to get the stars of tomorrow ready. So you get the general point there. Well, Devon, I know some people have been asking if he left on good terms. He or definitely what the deal seems... was. Yeah, go ahead. He, he definitely seems okay with, like, if he couldn't step back in the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll see. You never know. Another yeah. person who seems to be training for a return... Alberto Del Rio. Oh, Christ. Dude, who's he going to get into shit with now? Maybe somebody you control your narrative. They ain't got nothing going on. Pretty sure control your narrative is the only place that would take him. Probably for wrestling Mexico. Yeah. Maybe Kone can get a book somewhere. Quite possibly. So Bad Bunny was apparently on Carpool Karaoke on the Late Late Show with James Corden. Wish I could say I knew who that was. I'm so out of touch. I forgot that show was still around. <laughs> to be told. 
thank you so much for helping me get to work. I really, really appreciate it. No, anytime, anytime. Because you run. Oh, God, this is long. Oh, I, I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Now, when did you tell your family or your friends that you were going to call yourself Bad Bunny? And not Benito. <laughs> and not Benito. Like, that must be a strange conversation. Yeah. Like, hey, guys, I'm going to be a recording artist. And they're like, oh, Benito. And you're like, no, no, no. Call me Bad Bunny. My first concept of the artist I wanted to be mm -hmm. was like this kind of artist that like they don't reveal his his identity. Right. I wanted to use a, like a bunny mask. It was kind of like DJ Marshmallow. Yeah, so something like that. Because, you know, I never wanted to be so famous. But sure. then I just went with the flow and just like... The mask, I think. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> but why would you cover up such a beautiful face? Yes. So where did it come? Why bad bunny? A bad bunny, even no matter how bad, is still looking cute. <laughs> so that, that was your thought. However bad. This is true. It's still cute. <laughs> that point. I'm, I'm a, I'm a good guy. I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> <laughs> Do you mind if we listen to some music? Please. Is that okay? Please. Okay. That's right. There's supposed to be a freaking... That you almost didn't make the opening number on time. <laughs> Go on. What happened? You know what happened? The LA traffic. But you weren't in the arena eight minutes before the Grammys went live? Eight minutes before, yes. Was there any bit of you freaking out about this? Yes, I was freaking, I, I was sweating, I was like <laughs> two minutes from the crypto arena. I was very, very nervous, very anxious. Cause yes, I was the, the, the opening oh, act. The opening so, act, so where did you go? I had to, to work out. You went to work out? Yo, the rehearsal was at 9 a.m. Yeah. The Grammys, 5 p.m. One supposed to do the whole day. Like, I thought that day I said, I have time to go into my home, working out, take a shower, and go back. And everything's gonna be all right. But yes, uh, I think I learned. <laughs> <laughs> I think he learned too. <laughs> I love the way he said They need to let this guy shoot on WWE. He's funny. You know? Oh, dude, he's great. He's way better than like uh, the character they give him. On, on... There, last week, I went to perform with with a friend that had a concert. Didn't you perform a concert like an impromptu free concert on the top of a gas station? Yeah, it was with him. How many people turned out to see it? Oh wow, I I, I really don't know it because. We just announced that like hour before. Is it hard for you once you've performed a free concert on the top of a gas station to then just go and fill up your car with gas and people just think you're about to play a show? That's a good question. Like if you're just putting gas in the car, like, no, no. They're like, oh, oh, oh so it's another bad money. Like if that shit is like a flash show. Does that make it difficult at all? No, uh, I, I don't remember the last time that I. 
You can't remember the last time you filled up your own car with gas. Damn. That's when you know you're bad bunny. You're a bad bunny. If you can't remember the last time you filled up your car with gas, you're doing okay. He's a character. Where is this shit going? Weird. Yo, did they legit stop traffic? What the fuck is going on here? Are there people behind them? Okay, I'm done. I see like two cars behind them. I think I'm done. Okay. So, who do you want to reveal first? Do you want to reveal to me or I'll reveal to you? I'm so sorry. Okay. I want to see it. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. This is Benito. You're, you're artist. Oh, it's not bad. I mean, for being in a car randomly, it's so funny. <laughs> what the f It's okay. Uh, what is his? I think this is not like you. This is more like Donald Trump. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Alright, I love that you chose this Ariana Grande song. That is amazing. Oh no! That is amazing. Listen to listen to English music. I like, but I never listen. Okay. We, <laughs> we we should something with him. So they ask, you wanna be a referee? You wanna mm -hmm. be at the side? Holy shit! Really? Yo, there is a his shirt. Yeah, I want to fight. I want to be on the ring. I want to fight for real. Were you nervous? Were you scared at all by it? I was. I really was. That day, I'm not 100% sure, but I think that the best day of my life. Wow. Do you think I've got what it takes to be a wrestler? You? Yeah, do you think I could be a wrestler? But that's the best day of my life. Uh, no, no. <laughs> I this was the best answer. Yo, anything positive. If I did it, you think I've got If I did it, you you can. I can train you. I'll be off the top rope within an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Make no mistake. You ready? Yeah. This is the ring. Oh God. You have to respect them. Get in. Come on. Woo! You have to be prepared. You have to be aware. Yeah. Yo, what move you know? I like this one. <laughs> I know, like, oh yeah! You know what I mean? Okay. Like, what's a good move? Yo, take a seat. Okay. No, sit, sit here. So, okay. Oh. But then while I'm here, I'm like. <laughs> um, there's other moves called camel clutch. A camel clutch. A camel clutch. Wow. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Ow. Okay. Yikes. Okay. Ah. 
This is harder than I And this is the curve stomp. No, imagine that. <laughs> this is a destroyer. <laughs> Oh no. I see where this is going. Oh god. You gotta look ferocious, look mean. Yeah. Okay, so I gotta look mean. Yeah? Okay. You wanna challenge me? You wanna step into the ring with me? What you got? I've got a lot. So much, I'll, 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 so I'll tear your limbs off, you piece. Of <laughs> is it that sort of thing? <laughs> something that make you mad? Think of something that makes me mad. Yeah. Okay, I got it. No, I just want to. <laughs> Look at him. He's actually scared. Yeah. He's actually scared. He's got me scared. <sighs> okay, I'm ready to get. I'm ready to get in the ring. You're going down, Ray. I'll see you in a minute. You prick. Is that his song for real? Oh my god. I oh dear god. That, I didn't know that was gonna happen. Wow. Are you shitting me right now? Oh dear god. Looks like a pillowcase on his head. That is a pillowcase. Okay, yeah. We are intimidated. It's, do you believe in life after love? It basically says, you're dead. Okay. <laughs> All right. You're stupid. Right? <laughs> I your never thought of you know the rules. Make a clean fight. What the fuck? This <laughs> is brilliant. You gotta shake hands. Call it on you, son of a bitch. Oh, no. That's it. He hardly laughs. He's wearing Dominic's pants. <laughs> this is nuts. What the fuck? Okay, we got enough of the. Uh, you get the general. Benito, thank you so much for this. Wow, that was wild. I didn't expect that to be as much fun as it was. Right. <laughs> like, wow. Oh, my God. What the fuck? Incredible. That took so many turns. I didn't expect. No, a whole bunch, right? It was like a wrestling storyline in itself. Right. One of the good ones. Oh, man. 
All right, you know what? I think we're going to hit that final break and then we're going to cover Raw to close up here, guys. Hey, yeah. See you in a minute. Hey, tight. Raw 1155 came to us from Providence, Rhode Island. It truly is a massive night tonight. Brock Lesnar and the Nigerian giant Omos. The American Nightmare. They were in the Amica Mutual Pavilion. So Finn Balor, get out here right now. So you agree with all these clowns and want to hear what you have to say. I came here to end this. You know what? A few weeks ago, you challenged me to a match at WrestleMania, right? You want your match at WrestleMania? Fine. You got it. Finn's going to WrestleMania. Accomplish what I need to do before I can be done. I'm running out of time. You're like an Irish, Australian, Mexican, Puerto Rican emo delight. Every other week, you have left me laying. You still bashed Best Skull in with a concerto. There's only one way that this can end. At WrestleMania. Inside Hell in a Cell. Which is great. I love Hell in a Cell being a match and not a pay-per-view. Handle my demons. I'll see you at WrestleMania. But until then, Rowler looking to sick the Judgment Day on the Rated R Superstar. But for now, it's three on one. Priest, Dominic Mysterio, being victimized by the Judgment Day. Argano and Loomis. And, and the troops. The scheduled match. So this goes straight into the tag team match. Dexter Loomis, Johnny Gargano being accompanied by Candice LeRae against Judgment Day's Dominic uh, Mysterio and Damian Priest being accompanied by Rhea Ripley. Oh, this is enjoyable. I didn't expect, I didn't expect Gargano and Loomis, but I mean, they have a schedule max, so it makes sense. But It's funny that Gargano's going back and forth between Raw and NXT. Yeah, I think he's, yeah, he's basically just going back to NXT for staying and deliver, but he's still raw. Just to put a little bit of freaking spice on that pay-per-view or that show, whatever they want to call right. it, that premium event. That's the Loomis looking fantastic as usual. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I don't understand how a man that slacks is that athletic. Yeah. They finally have this roster sorted out to what it needed to be on both Raw and SmackDown, you know? They finally oh, found yeah. their happy medium. Look at Johnny Wrestling go on the apron now. Gargano taking flight. As for the Anita tag with a fresher oh. Loomis, but Netflix is actually making a documentary about And Judgment Day looks great as a stable. I love that faction. Might do it. The victory and the kick. They, they, they're probably one of the they're one of the best acts. Like if you have if you if you name like five of your favorite acts on either show, they're up there. This shit is crazy. <laughs> Starting hot. Like, let's go. Oh, rope cheat. Yeah. Thank God Candace was there. Beautiful frog splash for Dominic. 
Well, oh, that's a suicide dive. That is a tope suicida. <laughs> South of heaven. And judgment he day got goes him over. Up there. What we learned already tonight on Raw. Either one of you have seen Otis. I mean, literally just arrived at the arena. How would I have seen him? I don't travel with my pets like you do. Go put up flyers. I have an interview. Shush. That's what I was thinking. Gotta go. Thank you. I wanted to ask you about WrestleMania to see if you would consider having a co host. What, Kathy, do you want to be my co-host? Co-host WrestleMania. Trish's important matters, ass whooping. <laughs> yeah, Trish's ass whooping from damage control. Look at that. Young Buck super kick. The triple super kick. You're like, damn. The numbers advantage Daniel from the Hall of Famer, Trish Stratton. Will come face to face with the beast incarnate. Brock Lesnar, you are a brilliant athlete, but a terrible tactician. Biggest mistake you've ever made in your career was accepting a match. Nigerian giant Omas. I want you to understand that Omas said last week that Lesnar is grinning. He did so bad at that, you saw that? Yeah, what they call it doesn't show he couldn't even get him over the first time, he had to do it again. <laughs> yeah, he botched it. You had one job, big man. Homos isn't ready for a Brock Lesnar match. I don't know what he's doing in that spot. Hell no. Cody Rhodes against LA Knight in singles action. Yeah. This was such a good match. Oh, yeah, for sure. LA Knight, what are they going to do with him, right? The good thing about him is just because the character itself is so over, it's hard to fuck things up for him, but I do want to see him, like, get something tonight. Yeah, get some sort of an actual push. Anything. I forgot how athletic he is. That was a wild spot. I want to look at that again, just because the way he hit the like that motherfucker Shelton Benjamin jumped up to the top rope. He never touched the second rope. <laughs> Good stuff. This was an incredible display. This was the workhorse match of the night. Oh, by a long shot. <laughs>
I keep hearing these warnings from Mr. Heyman. Well, I reiterate, I do not work for the bloodline. Stand side by side with Sami Zayn. I can do that. And I also hear Mr. Heyman say, don't make it personal. What a joke. Since I first appeared on this show at 21 years old, fighting back tears with every sentence, it's personal because I want to be somebody. Mr. Heyman talking about acknowledging Roman Reigns. You need to acknowledge me. On April 2nd, Roman Reigns, I pin you become the first Rhodes WWE Universal Champion. Reigns WrestleMania. WWE Universe is too. Funny because I heard people complain about like, oh, they just bring a Dusty into it again. And it's like, but that brings the best out of Cody's promos when you make it personal because then he can draw from real emotion. Mm-hmm. Wrong. Seth, what's your reaction to Logan Paul knocking you out with a sucker punch last week? Hogan. <laughs> Saxon, last week, my man Logan, he was acting like he won the lottery. And do you know why? Because he did. He landed the shot of a lifetime right here. One thing we've learned about Seth freaking Rollins over the past two years. You can't keep me down. Logan Paul and Nash. Logan Paul knocked you out cold with one single punch. Mm. Face it. Next Monday night on Raw, Logan Paul will conduct an in-ring WWE edition oh. of Impulsive TV. Oh, guess hey, hey, hold, did you say guest? My schedule just cleared up, so I'm available. Oh, yeah, uh... Let me be your co-host. We can take it over. You yeah. see it now. You and me, co-host. Corbin, I have a lot of pull for WrestleMania. Seth, check it out. Logan did knock you out pretty quick. And mm. hey, you and me, I'll give you some boxing lessons, get you ready for Corbin, WrestleMania. Corbin, we just need a break, but if I'm being honest, I would rather take boxing lessons from my baby daughter. I mean, come on, man. I'm trying everything here. Your daughter's two and a half. She doesn't know anything. I knock you out faster <laughs> than Logan did. And then I take your spot at WrestleMania. Oh, I don't think he has to argue that. Like a challenge. So let's make it official. You, me, tonight. <laughs> Bronson Reed set to go one on one. That poor man. Singles match Elias being accompanied by Rick Boogs against Bronson Reed. Speaking of that poor man. Yeah, it doesn't look like it worked out too well for him. <laughs> Murdered him. I love how this guy's taking notes of all the ass weapons. <laughs> right. In the past, you faced every member of the bloodline. Uh, can I ask why, given your history with him? I, I needed help for a long time, and I didn't get it. See, what I think has been happening lately is Sammy's the one asking me for help. Look, with the history between us, like you mentioned, is it really that hard to understand why I wouldn't want to fight alongside Sami Zayn? It's not. I, look, I wish him the best. I really do. But I, I, whatever he's got going on, I just don't want any part of it. And, and I'm fighting, fighting on my own. I don't need him. And you know what? Else? I, Cody Rhodes. 
I heard what you said earlier, and I, I saw what you did last week, helping out Sammy, and you look, you want to help Sammy out, that's your problem. I don't need your help. I don't want your help. What I need you to do is focus on WrestleMania and Roman Reigns. And I don't want to be the reason why it doesn't happen. So, Cody, tonight, I don't want to see you out there. Tonight, I want to fight Solo Sokoa, and whoever else he might have with him, let's be honest, right? <laughs> I want to fight those guys on my own, like I've been doing, and like I'm going to keep doing. I'm perfectly fine with that. Thanks. I'm getting cooked. <laughs> Terry burns the shit out of these guys. Smoked. That's great. All this. You two are probably going to be unemployed. So keep working on that. But you see, I got what I wanted and I always get what I want. Austin Theory versus John Cena. You know, I, I'm trying to figure out uh, who is the toughest of the Street Profits. I mean, who really has that backbone? Who really has that fire, that desire? It's not you. It's just a big bag of jokes. The biggest joke of all is when you're handed an opportunity, you fall flat on your face. That smoke you guys always bring. You want the smoke, you got the smoke. When it comes to that smoke for you, all you do is joke. I got this, man. Yo. Cena already gonna humble you at WrestleMania. But why wait? Why let the humbling wait? How about I cook you tonight? Mm. Sounds oh, yeah. great to me. Oh yeah. I uh, just I just thought of something. What are you two doing at WrestleMania? Oh, that's right. Nothing. <laughs> Maybe don't mess with Mid Carters, especially if it's the U.S. Champion. If U.S. Champion is a top title in this company, or at least in this brand. Anyway, non-title match of Angelo Dawkins against Austin Theory. He should have put the title on the line. Defy the odds. Defy the expectations. Much like Dawkins <laughs> on the United States champion. No, well, why not? Because you don't just randomly call me out and then get title shots. And you, let's be real. You get cooked that bad. And you know. What a victory this would be. Theory kicking out. How do you think it will affect his mind? Hearing the question about that. John Cena saying things like. Oh, poor Dawkins is. Still look good, but yeah, he was fat to theory. Dude looks ridiculous, though. Like, holy Jesus. Some of the stuff he does is incredible. Yeah, he came back stronger than ever. Lost a lot of weight. Enough to oh, I like that well, 360. Really cool moves yeah, I like that 360 splash that he does. Didn't help him though. Nah. Oh boy, turn into a forearm. Yeah, you called him Baby John, right? Or Mini John or whatever. Well, there you go. <laughs> Please welcome my guest at this we have time. A problem. As in we the ones have a problem. As in the bloodline has a problem. You know what that problem's name is? Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens' problem will be solved by the Samoan street fighting champion Sola. And then there's Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes has mistaken the fact 
for truth. Truth will imprison Cody Rhodes' mind. Stupid mistakes like making this personal to Roman Reigns. And I, I, it's already personal to Cody Rhodes. Well, of course it's personal. A riveting challenger in the main event of WrestleMania. But acknowledging his tribal chief on worldwide television? What a schmuck. Cody Rhodes, you want to acknowledge your tribal chief, Roman Reigns, next week? Monday Night Raw, Roman Reigns will be here on Raw. You will make the biggest personal and business decision of your entire life. Because, Cody, I assure you, you are a problem that Roman Reigns would love to personally solve. Royal Rumble winner is Congratulations, Ray. Blair will announce the next in speaking of feels really damn good to be back on Raw. We were celebrating 20 years together, celebrating the biggest honors of my life. Now and I have to be clear about this. This isn't just my award, it's not just for me. It's for all of us. Straight up from the. Did he not think they were going to come out? <laughs> right. made it into the WWE Hall of Fame. You put your entire life into this business. You chose all of these strangers instead of being there for your kids. I went all those nights without having a father. You ditched me for WrestleMania. You said you were gonna get me a new car. And all of my friends showed up, brand new Mercedes. And you got me a BMW? And it wasn't even an M series. <laughs> I love that I line. That's the best part. Ugly excuse for a man. I challenge you to a match at WrestleMania. I'm not going to fight my own son. I still love you, son, and I always will. It's your guys' Hall of Famer. You're just going to walk away now. You ran away from your entire family, and you ran away from me. Yeah, go ahead. Keep going. The only thing you actually taught me is what not to be. Aww. Can we get an update on everything that went down? They're only going to get their head kicked in. That's the old thing. They're going to play this divide and conquer game. They should have finished the job. Yeah, they should have finished the job because they've been hit a lot harder than that. And the only thing that they've managed to do is piss me off. WrestleMania goes Hollywood. Former Golden Gloves boxing champion three times. Good old happy Corbin. <laughs> Unhappy Corbin at this point versus Seth Rollins. Oh, I feel so bad for Corbin. So still so good in the ring, but just nothing going on. Yeah, man. They stripped him of his JBL, his happiness, everything. But left the music, <laughs> which is ridiculous. That's the part that makes me laugh. Ah, <laughs> oh, and Miz has to take a table bump. 
or ringside bump rather. And look, I love that. How brilliant is that? I, I love they started doing this. This is great. That motherfucker got Ali U Black out for his troubles. And now it's Otis time. Uh oh. We call him a little goblin. Yes, Otis. Sorry, coach. Tail awaits. <laughs> Bianca versus Chelsea Green. <laughs> Once again, fed. At least she got to be on TV, you know. She's new to the main roster. Good experience. Yeah, and she didn't break a wrist off this match, so. Ironically, more experienced than Bianca overall. That's some shit. <laughs> she was a crazy bride long before Bianca showed up. Yo, Chelsea's good in the ring, though. Yeah, she's very solid. But Bianca is a freak. Bye, Mella. Brought to you. Dead. Next. Now, I've heard Alvarez podcasters as well as people on general twitter like why is bianca supposed to be scared just because oscar has i i kind of feel like you're, you're missing the she's supposed to be scaring her or freaking her out because she has blue goo or that the mist is locked and loaded and that like at any point she she's just always blast, blast her in the face with the mist i love how people misinterpret with the goo no she's showing i could have blasted you right there and the mist and because uh, we all sat and watched this broadcast, it's a more demented Oscar. Because I love, I, I've seen some people as well saying like, oh, she's going back to the door. This, it's been established since she came back. This is a more demented Oscar. Finally, we get to the street for the main event of Monday Night Raw. Oh, this was everything I hoped it would be and more. Not so many, though. Oh, no, that's a big boy. <laughs> Look, I built like a tank, like Samoan drop because he threw him when he got him up. Mm -hmm. Release Samoan, or toss Samoan drop in that case, I guess. Yeah, no, nobody pulled their shots in this. No. Bowen sets up, you know what they say, if you set it up, you're going through it. Kevin Owens. Backstage brawling. Uh-oh. Surprise. You knew the Usos were going to sell whoever else you have to fight, right? Get super kicked. That was the one backstage bump. That was it. 
And he said for no one to come out and help him, so everyone complied. They left him out there. Rough time for Kevin Owens. That's a hallmark card right there. Wish you were here. I don't. After Raw went off the air, I think he gets his heat back to send the crowd home happy. <laughs> Gotta do something for him, right? Why are you chanting EC Dub? You're in Providence, Rhode Island. You're in the mutual pavilion. <laughs> you couldn't be farther uh, from me. And one guy's from Ring of Honor, the other from NXT. Look at that. I caught you. See, Roman's going to be angry if he sees this. Wait, go, go back. Did you see Jay slip on the chair? <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, look. Like, it looked like he stepped on the chair. The chair kicked out from under him. Oh, shit. He's dead. <laughs> wow. Roman's not going to be pleased. <laughs> Caught you guys. Caught him. That was that. Done and done. Mm-hmm. And lastly, there was Montez Ford backstage. Well, an absolutely action-packed Monday Night Raw here in Providence, Rhode Island tonight. And this is where everybody gets in contact with everybody nowadays, right? Right? Hey, Mr. Theory, Montez Ford, one half of the Street Profits. Since there's no way of communicating with, with you right now, and I know you're on social media, and you look at social media all the time. Hell, you probably seen all the tweets and everything talking about how you got roasted by John Cena all week. So I know you're going to see this because you've been online all week seeing that. Look. I'm gonna tell you straight, to your face, on camera, virtually, Zoom, whatever it is, for you to see this message. And I'm sorry, no disrespect, Kathy, Miss Kelly, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just gotta get my message across because everybody just seemed to seem like the street problems ain't serious. Now we make jokes, we talk about everything, we get loud, you know what I'm saying? But Theory, I'm telling you this right now. Come see about me. You know where I be at, I'm on Raw just like you. I'm on Raw just like you. Come find me. Matter of fact, if you don't come find me, I come find you. Come find me. Come find me. Come find me. See, that really got to him, huh? Maybe you shouldn't have joked. I love how he kept talking shit as he was leaving. Yeah, it really got to him. I can see it there. Good lord, unfreaking believable. 
Raw did 1.705 million views with a 0.53 in the 18 to 49 demographic. Definitely a bit down from the 1.852 million viewers that they did the previous week. But they're still at that 1.5, between 1.5 and 2 million viewers as always. Oh, yeah. As for us, that is it for this show. I want to thank you all, as well as uh, the resub from Sick once again. Willie gifting subs, Zio gifting subs. Everyone else also want to welcome the new subscribers as a result of that. Thank you very much to all of you for hanging out with us on this wonderful episode. And don't forget, we do all kinds of stuff like this throughout the entire week. We're still going to have other streams going on. We're going to be doing some more gameplay, more WW2K23. We're going to go into that more and go into more of the features and modes and get some progression with the factions and stuff. So this is not the end. This is just see you later. And there's tons of VODs if you miss us. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Talk Brunch Live, episode 566, hosted by yours truly, Rick Dar, a.k.a. Captain Brunch. For myself and my co-host, Destin, Soul Glow Frazier, we're out of here. Catch you later, guys. Happy wrestling. Shut it down.